0: Thank you. Welcome to another edition of Cinephile Roundtable. I am joined with some family today. I am joined with Elliot. <laughs> How you doing, Yo, bud? Good, man. It's, it's been
1: uh, 20 years since we've seen each other, man. I know, you know man. It was just that accident happened at the uh, the track.
0: You know, we haven't been in touch, so it <laughs> all, just came out of the blue. All we need is some Wiz Khalifa, and we're good to go, man. That's, yeah, man. And, and I, someone I haven't really seen in a long time, JC, man. How, how's Miami doing?
2: I'm ready for Mr.
0: Nobody to save me. Oh man, this is, uh, this should, this should be a fun one. Uh, today we, it, we can't help but make a joke out of this wonderfully ridiculous franchise. They're going to cover today. Uh, we're going to look at that 20th anniversary of the Fast and the Furious franchise, which coincides with the release of F9, which we have all seen. And I think we will all be on the same boat on this one. Uh, I, I, I love looking at Elliot's reviews. <laughs> prior to his reviews i love looking at the snapshot of the photo he chooses because i'm like all right i know what i'm getting myself into um yeah <laughs> this this one I, we will all be in agreement on i can't wait to talk about that uh before we get into that let's get into some of the news items of the week not too much in terms of news that i wanted to cover today but um we did get some news from a film that Technically, is going to be remade, but uh, Scarlett Johansson is going to star and produce in the Tower of Terror film. Now, I know JC has seen it because we've spoken about this off the line and how like it's such a guilty pleasure for both of us. Elliot, have you seen the 1997 TV movie, The Tower of Terror? No, I haven't. Is it something I should put on my list? It is not good, uh, but it's <laughs> it, it is uh, Steve Guttenberg and Kirsten Dunst. Uh, it's uh, it was a uh, ABC Disney or. Uh, originally like,
2: like when were they used to do the Wonderful World Disney Wonderful World of stuff? Disney, yes exactly.
0: Uh the cool thing about that specific one is that they actually shot the film at the ride. So if you if you've been to the park and I like Disney's like my thing. I go every year. So uh seeing and that's one of my favorite rides. So seeing the um uh, they didn't know they shot on location. Yeah, so they did. Sh- they all anything in the hotel was shot in the lobby of the hotel, which is the okay, only. That's yeah, yeah. So like, I've been on the ride many, many times. So the lobby <laughs> in the ride is actually a real hotel lobby that they built within the concept of the hotel ride. And then okay. once you get out of there, it it just becomes like the basement, and you get on the ride, and you know whatever whatever happens happens. But uh, yeah, so that film was pretty much shot, anything in the hotel was shot within the contents of the of the hotel, which is pretty cool. I do like this compared to other Disney ride ideas is because there's a really, an already established story within the concept yeah. of the ride because it's based on the tw- uh, Twilight Zone, t- uh, Tower of Terror, that's what it's called. And so, I am all in on this. I like ScarJo being in the lead. Uh, J- JC, what are your thoughts?
2: I mean, as long as they shoot in location, I'll be good. I mean, there's a bigger budget, so it's like I mean, as long as they keep the sort like kind of creepy, like the uh, original you know, one had. Like, I mean, it's creepy by like Disney you know, TV standards, but I like you know. I, I mean, you seen the movies. So I dug the whole story about about like black magic and all that stuff. Yeah, the black. So, they keep, it... so go ahead, go ahead. No, so as long as they keep like a story like that and shoot on location, I'll be perfectly fine with it.
0: Yeah, the Black Magic part was the only real like aspect of the original story that they added to it. Everything with the lightning hitting them in the hotel in the elevator—that's all like the story from the from the ride. Uh, okay. Elliot, thoughts on if you've ever been on the ride or if any just thoughts on the on the product as a, as a whole
1: yeah no i've never been on the ride but i've heard it's pretty dope uh so it's definitely on on a bucket list if i ever get a chance to go on it but uh yeah man ScarJo, it's, it's she um I, I like her in this kind of i don't know if it's i guess more of a family friendly film which i really can't think of anything that she's you know touched on like family friendly type of mixture we of two
2: is the only stuff
1: we, yeah and i had to haven't seen that film so that it'll be really interesting right. to see I like when she kind of dives. so She's actually kind of like super hilarious to me. Um, she's like on SNL and even, you know, Jojo Rabbit and some other films she's been in. She has a really good sense of humor and, and really good uh, comedy beats and really good timing. So I'm interested to see who they uh, surround her with. But no, so I'm, yeah, man, I'm a ScarJo fan. And, uh, you know, obviously Disney... They probably owe her some uh, <laughs> you know, Black Widow
0: overdue stuff. So they're giving her films, I guess, now. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. For sure. Uh, next bit of news. It's not really news. It's more of like curious to your opinion on this. So an article came out, I think it was on Thursday or Friday, regarding uh, QT and Quentin Tarantino that he oh, considered remaking Reservoir Dogs as his final film. Now, um, before I get your guys' thoughts, I think this is a stupid idea. <laughs> um i think i've seen folks online like on you know youtube just on articles from like different outlets saying that this w- this is a good idea because he has more of a budget and i know jc will absolutely agree with me and i think Elliot will too <laughs> budget a bigger budget doesn't make it a better film <laughs> i think reservoir dogs oh. is close to perfect i don't think that should be touched um but i just wanted to get your guys thoughts on it uh Elliot, what do you think
1: Yeah, no, actually, I saw the clip uh, when he was on Bill Maher, and um, it was, yeah, the way he kind of framed it, it kind of was like they were having a discussion about being on top of your game and being like you know, remembering your older days and stuff like that. And he had brought up that he thought that, you know, at one point that he was thinking about doing it. But he said, hey, no, he immediately said, come followed up and say, I'm not doing it. Uh, But it was a thought that I had in my mind. I think it was just a matter of just like, you know, him being like one of his first films and being on top of your game and going out on top of your game type of conversation. But yeah, I don't think that he, uh, it wouldn't have ever came to to light Mm -hmm. uh, very similar. to like a Star Trek film, I think it was just an idea that he just happened to kind of throw out there just to kind of, you know let Bill Maher on his mind. Yeah. What about
2: you, JC? Um, like, you know, like QT is my second favorite director after Scorsese, so I would have been super tight. Cause you know, like I've been hearing him talk about how he's retiring with 10 films for like the longest. Cause you know, he, we all, we often see like great directors. Like, I mean, I, I enjoy some of Clinton's movies, but you know, he's filmmaking movies, but they're very hit and miss now. So I'm like, I, I respect that he doesn't, he wants to retire like on, on top. And you know, like, why wow, he's still doing good movies, not I just start, and not just decide to retire because his qualities dip. But like remaking Reservoir Dogs to me just is a stupid idea. Like a big, like I said, a bigger budget doesn't mean a better film. And it's like to me, I feel like the directors that have been able to hit a home run with their first film is because they were very hungry. It's like Kevin Smith, like give him a five million dollar dollar budget to do Clerk Sue. and all that. I like Clerk Two, but it's it doesn't not compare yeah, it's to not clerk, not clerk, clerk One, one. because agreed. he had that hunger. You know, like the dude was sleep. Well, you'll probably know because you you love him so much. But like, dude, I think he was working like 21 hours and sleeping like only three, on sleeping like three day, three hours while he was filming that because he was hungry, hungry to have a hit. Yeah, like, that hunger. Like I said, I like Chris, too, but you could tell it's missing.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It's more on the uh it's like the Rocky Balboa situation and Rocky one and two he was hungry. By Rocky three, he wasn't anymore. So Clever Lang beat the shit out of him. So it kind of uh <laughs> that's kind of how I feel here. I mean, I'm I'm just very curious as to what his final product project will be. Uh a hey, quick question, isn't yeah. Tycho YT doing like a inspired reser-
1: was it reservation? Resura- reservation reservation dogs or something like dogs. that? That's kinda of like slightly influenced by that film, Reservoir Yeah, dogs? I mean, yeah, I You're think
2: the it's just the title, but it's more about like kids that live in the reservation. It's just like it's just like a pun and more title.
0: Gotcha. And, and essentially Reservoir Dogs, I mean, I think it's perfect, but um, there is a better version of that which is uh, Stanley because C- Reservoir Dogs is essentially a rip off of Stanley Kubrick's The Killing it's a 19 I think 56 film it essentially kind of touches on the same themes uh, it's really really solid but um, yeah I'm curious to see what he does with his last project and then the last three bits of news are just trailers I just wanted to talk about these three uh, four trailers I'm sorry that dropped over the last few days uh, I'll start with uh, one that I have in my early Oscar predictions uh, that I dropped a few months ago Co- uh i know j c and I spoke uh-huh. off the line that trailer looks like my prediction was warranted it looks fantastic the only concern i have is that it's apple so i'm not sure how they're gonna push the film but as a whole the film looks excellent uh j c what are your thoughts
2: oh man really? we sort of like that's like i was in i was in my film just watching the trailer i can not even imagine the movie i like the Authenticity, similar to like what Krasinski did with um Mil- or Maleficent—I mean, I'm messing up her
3: name—of
2: mm-hmm. like having like a real deaf person play it. So I like the fact that there's like one person that can hear, and then the rest of the family are like you know like deaf actors because like I feel like it's gonna bring authenticity that we can't that we you know you can't replicate by just having a, <laughs> having an actor pretend their thing. And then I'm most excited to finally see Marley Matlin. In a big role game. She's the only that pactress to ever win an Oscar. So you know, I was excited. Maybe she's going to be coming back to the Oscars next year.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Elliot, did you get a chance to see that trailer?
1: No, actually, so I heard so much <clears throat> buzz coming out of it from, from the festivals then, and I knew that when Apple bought it, I, I what I do nowadays, I watch the big blockbuster trailers but for like small independent films that have that type of buzz i actually kind of stay away from it to kind of get that element of surprise so i have not seen the trailer yet
0: all right cool so i'll move on to the next one which i am sure you did see so the new trailer to the suicide squad dropped and uh (laughs) my favorite part of that trailer is someone as beautiful as margot robbie coming into uh a plane says uh sorry i'm late i had to do number two i mean that just shows what kind of movie this is going to be. Um, trailer overall was super fun. You can kind of tell where James Gunn is going with this. I had a great time watching the trailer. I assume the movie would just be as fun. Uh, I'll start with this one with Elliot. What are your thoughts on the Suicide Squad trailer?
1: So this is weird, man. I am super excited for this film, but none of the trailers have sold me on this movie yet. I'm, I'm already just personally, I'm sold on the film. James mm-hmm. Gunn, the cast, the, the premise, all that stuff. But I haven't really enjoyed the trailers, to be honest with you. Interesting. I feel like the... I know it's going to be raunchy rated R, you know, curse words, blood, guts, all that stuff. But for some reason, the the comedy beats to me seem very off-putting in regards to just like, I know that it's supposed to be probably like an R-rated bomb in that particular scene that they're showing or, you know, showing John Cena having his inside or, or um, you know, Idris Elba. But I don't know, man, the the, the comedy beats have not worked for me. And i have just like the trailer just seems so weirdly like positioned
0: and placed so. The trailers haven't worked, but I'm super excited for this. Sometimes, and I, and I think that could probably be the best case scenario. Like I've enjoyed the trailers, like I mentioned before, but like them holding the real funny beats for the film, which is something that a lot of studios don't do. Like I mean, yeah, yeah. this isn't a funny beat per se, but um, we're gonna talk about Fast Night later. Can you imagine, even though as ridiculous as the logic was to the explanation of it, can you imagine if they held that Han reveal? to the movie it would have been such a you know as ridiculous as that was it would have still been a much nicer moment to be surprised by that uh exactly. um, but jc what are your thoughts on the trailer
2: um i'm like i'm like i agree with like both of you like i like you I have like trailers and like Elliot, i haven't been too impressed like granted the original suicide squad wasn't the greatest thing but like those trailers were like like it made you actually like, oh i need to see this you know in theaters and so and so like we're the new one is like, we're going to see it in theaters and everything like that because it's James Gunn and he's known for quality.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like with the other one, like it had the trailers that made you be like, oh, no, I need to see this because the trailers are just like amazing. But I like, think it's going to be a good movie. Actually, my favorite part of that was the whole It Is Up was like, he shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like, I hope even, even I'm glad. So they, they could do the Shazam where they don't actually show um him in the suit. I mean, where they don't show Harry Cavill's face or whatever the case is. But I would love if They just like show a flashback because that have seen this have Like at least somebody with a Superman suit like don't show his face and just like have him on the floor, like edges over like on top of him or something.
0: Yeah, that would be a cool flashback if they do. Cause that. like I
2: need to see that. I need it after they put that out. I want to see that scene, even if it just you know, even in that manner.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next trailer that dropped two two trailers that dropped on Friday. The first one is the Shang Chi and the Ten Rings trailer. Um. I think JC has, and I have spoken about this off the line, Elliot. And I'm like I mean, I'm excited for this. I feel like it's going to be really, really solid stuff. But I I guess I don't know why. I'm the way you feel about Suicide Squad is the way I've kind of felt about Shang-Chi. It looks solid, but I'm not overly oh my God, this is going to be like the second coming of the MCU type of thing. Uh nah. yeah, but for me it looks solid, but like I haven't over I haven't been overwhelmed by any of the trailers so far. What about what are your thoughts, Elliot? You know, I'm
1: I'm super stoked because uh, the MCU, uh, big fan of Marvel, all this stuff. We we've yet to see like the actual like hand hand combat besides like the mm-hmm. Captain America films and even you know Spider Man. No one like fights hand hand, so that really gets me excited. Being someone that loves karate and growing up in karate, so I'm really excited to see what they do there. And uh, and the choreography so far looks pretty pretty nice. I mean, we're not talking about the raid type of stuff quite yet, but who knows? They might surprise us there. But no, the thing that really sells me, man, is um so far just seeing that that other element of the MCU. We're seeing more the I mean, Phase 4 is really kind of diving into mythical, supernatural stuff, so seeing him and his dad, you know, using their 10 rings and learning the mythology of that, and, you know, going into the water, seeing the Great Protector, and then obviously the money shot in the trailer is this, you know, maybe they'll do the better job at Mortal Kombat than what Mortal Kombat didn't do, which have actual tournament in the film. So it looks like <laughs> we might get an actual pretty cool tournament with, you know, Abomination versus Wong. And it makes you wonder who else might appear in, in, in that tournament there. So it gets me excited, man. And seeing this side of the MCU and, and seeing maybe another Avenger get uh, uh, linked up with them uh, and, and seeing Dustin, who's I think is a great, uh, character actor or director, rather it be twelve uh, sh- short term twelve or most recent just mercy. I think he does a great job with character, so I think we're gonna fall in love with Shang-Chi and his whole crew. So yeah, man, I- I'm I'm really looking forward to it.
0: For sure, JC, what are your thoughts?
2: I actually like the first trailer more. I've been seeing a lot of people that they like the second one more, but I don't know. Like the first one hooked me a little bit more. But I, like I am I am excited to see this because I I am I'm a fan of the director's work. Like I love short term twelve. So like I feel like he's gonna do a uh, very good with the like with the with character and with, like with, with the dramatic stuff and like with the storytelling aspect of it. The like I like I love the Raid movies so I'm not expecting some crazy stuff. Like I feel like the the I mean the fights look great in the trailer, but I feel it's gonna be more Americanized and obviously more toned down because I don't feel they're gonna go that crazy because they can't with because of the rating. But I'm excited and I uh, just like I love the the fact that like the Asian cast and everything. That was like a whole different side of the MCU.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I didn't really write it down in my notes, but I uh, when I was watching Fast Nine, I did see the trailer to Snake Eyes. So that you know that looks really you know much better than I thought it uh, has any reason to be. So that should be solid too. The trailer that didn't hold back is the last trailer I wanted to talk about. (laughs) Um, so we got the trailer to Halloween Kills on Friday night or no Thursday night, and um. Yeah, so this trailer didn't hold anything back, apparently. So I did want to get your guys' thoughts on this. So I remember, like, the trailer itself is sold me. Like, I, I'd, I've I, read part of the script. I've read most of the script, actually. So I kind of have an idea of where this movie's going. But seeing it in the trailer, it even looks more batshit crazy than the pages say. Um, But I did, like, the only bone I have to pick with David Gordon Green is that he promised us something different that we're going to take michael myers to his roots and with one movie and he did not do that in 2018 he essentially just retreaded back to the old format and and not the halloween one format kind of like the old slasher format and i think this takes it to like another level so um thoughts on the trailer and just the idea of like what david gordon gree promises and to what we are now getting uh elliot i'll start with you on that yeah, man, I mean, uh, as you guys may know, my favorite, you know, horror
1: film of all time is 78 Halloween Same. and um yeah, man, I I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, this this trailer cuz I remember uh, what was it? A headline a year or two ago mm-hmm. when they were produced when they were making it that this will be like the highest body count uh, and which kind of made me a little nervous like are we going in that Rob Zombie route, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like he's full-on carnage and as they say in the trailer, you know, the more he kills, the more he transcends, which I guess will you know, in this version of the trilogy, they'll you know set it for witches and all the curses of Michael yes. Myers and all that stuff. I guess they'll explain like he just uh, feeds off of the the evilness and killing people. So it'll be really interesting to see where they how they handle how he's able to survive getting shot in the eye, being burnt in the house, and all that stuff, and uh, and diving into the mythology of all that. But yeah man sign me up for the body count uh sign me up for the the crazy reveals we'll Same. see if there's any uh uh familiar family ties or whatnot hope not I, I sure hope not
2: because yeah, we'll they man. can't go that route
1: and i really hope they don't kill um uh, jamie lee i think they will the way it's kind of looking they'll probably kill her off and and obviously the granddaughter uh kind of being the new uh lori but I don't know, man. I, I, Michael Myers is my guy. I always support anything Halloween, and, and the trailer was was brutal, man. That, that yeah. opening shot of the the fireman and the, the shot with the you know the the axe going into the fireman's helmet was pretty cool.
0: So I'm ready, man. Yeah, man. It's a backdoor sequel to Backdraft, apparently, with that op- yeah. with that opening <laughs> shot. Uh, JC, what are your thoughts? I know you love Backdraft. Um, you you uh, probably loved all the firefighter sequences here.
2: Not really. <laughs> no, like. Like, I, But like I told
0: you offline, I was just like,
2: I was just like, what is it with every single second part of this franchise that they have to take place in a hospital?
0: I'm cool with that. I'm cool you with that. No, it is, but
2: it's it's just funny. Like, at this point, it's like, it's like I think it's like written in the contract, oh, it has to take part in the, in the hospital at, least at one point.
0: And listen, and then, the zombie part two, that was the best part of the movie.
2: Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. That the, would the the, the, the dream sequence where yeah. they killed my, my homegirl, Tommy Spencer. That would hurt me. Um. Uh, yeah, go ahead. So, but yeah, like same as you guys. That's that's my favorite franchise. My second favorite horror movie at the Psycho, as we talked in that whole, in the Halloween episode. But I, you know, I, like I said, um, I heard that the Body Count was like thirty five. So the fact that they showed all this violence in the trailer, I can't even imagine how crazy the movie's gonna be. And then I also just, I'm surprised you didn't mention because you love a season of the Wizard. I, go- I, I was gonna,
0: man. I was gonna mention it as soon as you finished.
2: Yeah, like the Silver Shamrock stuff. Like I loved it. I was like, when I saw this, since you hadn't seen it, I'm like, oh, um, David's gonna be all in this because you, I know how much you fight for that, what you champion that movie.
0: Oh yeah, I'm glad that it's funny. Like I saw a lot of uh folks loving that on social media. I'm like, oh look at that, everyone's like liking Halloween three all of a sudden. And if there was <laughs> someone that was championing that movie for like fucking ten years and getting ridiculed for it, now everyone fucking loves Halloween three. But it's, no, is the
2: Tokyo Drift.
0: Uh, I, I think Halloween better is three is better than Tilted no, like, it's like no i get like you it's, it's, I like, <laughs> it's the outlier of the franchise yeah, it's like it's like appreciated over time yeah no i agree with both of you guys i think it looks fun it's gonna be a great time and like uh elliot said and you, and you too jc like if these are the kills that we got in the trailer i can only imagine what we're going to get when they actually when we actually see the movie so uh looking forward to that and that wraps up the news and trailers talk for the week uh before we get into like our top 15 of 2021 so far, uh, just some of the highlights of what we watch this week. Uh, I'll kick it off. Uh, Jc, uh, Elliot, Jc, and I have been talking on the line. I, I, uh, but well, I had never seen Sex in the City, so um, my my wife and I binged through it. I finally finished it this week, and. I quite quite enjoyed it. The movies are what they are, but the show itself was actually uh, a really good time. I uh, I had binge. Told you, yeah. No, it's funny because like I had binge Friends for the first time, and then I had binge Sex and the City back to back.
2: And You're like watching all the whiter shows of uh, yeah, all man. All the white New York shows of the Black-like yeah, show. man. There's no black people somehow or um,
0: Latinos. No, no, Sex and the City does have black black people and Latinos.
2: Yeah, but the the main core, of the like their friends and stuff like that, are mostly all white. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. If somebody that lives in New York, come on, like. We're
0: but where they, li- so like nah. But the where they people. live, though, they live in Soho, though. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, but that's still, come on, yeah. Can... No, come on, Dave, still. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> but no, the show I I enjoyed the show. I actually enjoyed the show more than Friends. I I had a much funner time watching, uh, Sex and City over Friends. To be completely honest with you, but the movie itself was uh, uh were what they were they were cash grabs but uh i also started i'm up to uh jc knows i've been on and off watching psych for like the last few months and i
2: I thought you gave
0: up on that no no we got back on it uh i was forced to i said uh what's our next binge to my wife and she's like no you have to finish psych so we are we and now i'm more hooked because i saw the friday the 13th episode and that episode. I just want you to
2: watch the Twin Peaks episode.
0: Uh that's like so far ahead, so I'm I don't want to skip. But um, uh, and Man, then and then got to skip. And then the uh, the Yin the Yin Yan killer that I saw that episode, which was uh, that was a a reveal I did not expect, so that was really really fun. Uh, obviously I saw F9, I saw Loki, Loki still you know keeping me intrigued. Uh, the two movies that I'm not sure if Elliot got his screeners for you. I saw the Nicolas Cage movie Pig, uh. <laughs> Uh, Elliot have you been able to see that yet? <laughs> no, not yet, man. I'm, I'm excited to hear. Um, first so what? I, so what? I can I can't say too much, but I uh, I will say that if you're expecting Rage Cage, you're not getting any of that in this movie. Oh, it interesting. is it is they
2: very the bacon.
0: It is very much a character study <laughs> mm. rather than a full on this guy got his pig stolen and then I'm going to like kill everyone. John in Wick style. Yeah, exactly. So it, was, <laughs> it wasn't that at all. So it's, it, I kind of, I want to rewatch it again in terms of like to, now that my expectations are what they are, because I, the movie's very short, about 87 minutes. So I'm mm-hmm. sitting there watching it and I'm like, I'm expecting the rage cage to start at some point in the He's movie. Like, that's it. It and then when it ends, I'm like, Oh, so this is just like a full fledged, like character study of this guy. And and that's, gonna,
2: that's gonna that's going to the the, the the, the internet comedian. Yeah, they're gonna hate, hate this movie.
0: They are going to despise this movie. I, I, I suspect that you guys will be more on the pleasant side of it. Uh, rather...
2: you, you, you warned me, so like I'll yeah. be prepared to not suspect any cager. Like, like you said, a character study, which I'm okay with.
0: Yeah, and it's it's good for him because he's been doing this rage cage for years, so it's something more subdued. Uh very curious to what, what you guys think. uh when you see it, the other movie I saw that. uh I can finally kind of talk about, but not really. I saw this movie two months ago. I saw Old. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, it's better than Glass. I can say that. Uh, have Have you gotten a chance to see it yet, G- Elliot? No, not yet. No. Okay, yeah. So it's better than Glass. It's um, the twists are. I go into M nine movies like at this it's point like, just, you know. We're all expecting a twist. The movie makes or breaks on if the twist works for me per se. I think the twist works here. uh you do have some really bad performances and i can't I'm not gonna say who until I do my full review on it uh but yeah i it's it's a much better version. it's kind of i I put it on the level of like the visit. I'd like the visit I didn't love the visit uh so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at on on that movie until I can talk more about it. Elliot, anything you want to highlight that you saw this week?
1: No, yeah, uh, low key, like you mentioned. I've been enjoying that show so far, and uh, excited to see where they go. Um, this was last week, but love Victor. I'm a big fan of that show. Season two was pretty good. Uh, big advocate of that, and, and everything they have to offer. We'll talk Fast Nine a little bit later. Oh, yep. Um, and then you know, we'll. I think we're talking False Positive uh, as well. Yeah, go for it. Sure. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, um, this, was, this was a film I was excited for, man. I mean, it had all the makings for right up my alley. I mean, the cast, a Glazer, big Broad City fan, Pierce Brosnan, great actor. And then Justin Theron is part of my favorite, one of my favorite shows of all time, The Leftovers. And then the Ice on the Cake was, it's horror and it's 824. So I'm like, I'm gonna love this film. But Unfortunately, man, it just didn't really click for me at all. Just from a, a story standpoint, to just I felt so disconnected from the characters. I don't feel like they they just it was so traditional in a sense of just like traditional tropes. Crazy woman, the husband seems nice on the inside, but has sinister stuff that he's doing on the outside, and it just it was all stereotypical. And and the twist, well, I don't even know if it's really considered a twist, but like the whole angle that they were going for of like the miss, uh, uh, the, the the deceit between the the couples just was like so in your face at the very beginning of the film. So I don't know, it just didn't really work for me. I, I enjoyed the performances from, in particularly Alana and, and Pierce Brosnan, but Justin Theron could they could literally cast anyone in his role. They really didn't give him much yeah. to do. And also, there's like certain subplots involving a, a birth mother that just was kind of random Hated and it that. just. I don't know, the film was just very disjointed to me, and, and it, I think it kind of, I think Alana and her, the director, John Lee, who did a lot of episodes of Broad City, they wanted to kind of do like their whole, like, Jordan Peele, we're comedians, but we can do scary, and, and I don't know, it, I don't know, I just wasn't a fan of the film at all, it just didn't really resonate with me, and then a couple, what else did I see recently, um, saw Zola the other day. And, oh, uh, how do you think, really what do you think of way. that? Oh, that's one of the. It's one of the funniest movies I've seen uh, in a very long time, yeah. and I thought uh, Taylor Page and uh, Keila Wright, who's I'm such a big fan of her. But the MVPs for me, man. I, well, not MVPs, but like Steve Sillard. Coleman D'Amico. We need more of him and everything. And yes. when when you see the film and his like, yeah, <laughs> his. Uh, his moments in the movie are hilarious. And then my man Nicholas uh, Braun from uh, Secession is uh, Greg. There's a lot of Gregisms in this character, Derek, in this film. I, I oh, love all Zola. Man. Yeah, like I, Zola's Zola's
0: Zola's Zola. I saw Zola like a month and a half ago, and I immediately thought the same thing. I wasn't as big on – I thought Coleman Domingo was good, but I thought he was uh, underutilized in terms of like – I don't think he had as much screen time as he deserved for the performance he was giving. I don't know if you agree with me on that. I, man,
1: the moments he they gave me was enough for me, yeah. man. Those, just those, the switch in the character per se when he, yeah, when he yeah, got, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, I those know. moments had mm-hmm. me dying laughing. What do you
0: think, what do you think, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for JC because I know he's seeing it this week. I've, did, I've, I've read the thread, bro.
2: So, okay, okay, cool.
0: So did you think, like, I didn't read the thread, I didn't read the yeah, thread going in. I kind of wanted to just be yeah. surprised by it. Same. I was a little bit of underwhelmed by the end of it.
1: Like yeah, the, that's what I mentioned in my review. The ending was just kind of abrupt, which, I mean, again, I guess it's just like they could have went to their creative liberties of a yeah. film and do something outrageous. But I was just like, I guess they want to kind of stay true to, I guess, how it really ended particularly. Yeah. But, yeah, the ending was a little bit abrupt and just kind of like anticlimactic. But,
0: yeah, I think I think yeah, you'll feel I the same, JC. That. And what what did I say yeah, on the like podcast like a few throw. weeks ago, JC, when I was describing it? They even have a welcome gangbang? <laughs> Is that oh, it, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Jen was like, "Hold on, what do you mean? i welcome, gang." because i, I, I. <laughs> like, I went, I'm like, "Yeah, you were, you were there, kind of weird."
0: <laughs> like, she was all in. She was all in on that.
1: But uh, going, back and there to- was actually yeah, one man. more movie too uh, that I, 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 don't think I could talk about yet. But I did see the uh, the animated movie. The uh, what is it? American the the motion picture, the new uh, Oh, uh, oh Shannon Founding win. Fathers film.
2: <laughs> yes, is I- it as wild as as the trailers?
1: it's hilarious at first it took me a minute to kind of get into it because it was a little bit a little i don't know the jokes doesn't really sit with me but as the group kind of comes together uh it's really funny there's a lot of like (laughs) cool uh pop culture references and it's a a fun time
0: nice uh in terms of uh i wanted to touch base on false positive real quick so i agree with you on mostly everything you said i had i i watched it twice because i had i just had (laughs) this rosemary's baby rip off and yes. but i did get some other themes as well like i feel like it touches on the the concept of like men who are trying to control women per se like they're trying to control mm-hmm. lucy's life they're trying to they're bypassing every bit of her feelings and making decisions for her and i think it touches it do, it does touch on those themes well but like i i i agree in terms of like the ending the the performances were Really solid. I thought Pierce Brosnan was good, and then Iliana was yeah. Glazer was Alana Glazer was fantastic. I thought, but uh, go go ahead, uh, JC. What what did you want to highlight?
2: Um, the same as you guys. Like, I saw false positive. I liked it a bit more, but I I definitely get everything you guys like, all the criticism you guys have in my review even put it. This is gonna piss off a lot of people, especially the ending. Is gonna be very hit and miss with everybody. I feel, and I could like see why it's so divisive because. But like that's like you guys both It's just like as I was watching it, I was just like I just couldn't distance it from Rosemary's Baby. Like literally, it was like they replaced like the, sat- the satanic stuff with you know what, what we got there. But it was pretty much the same movie. Like the reviews, you know. Like I don't want to spoil too much for anybody. But you know, like if you see Rosemary's Baby, there's not a single surprise in the movie. I yeah, think the not only at surprise all. was
0: that you see the, the,
2: the, the baby final shot. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. That like, you actually see the the babies and there's a final shot that i was just like okay they went there
0: yeah for sure i and, will um, go go ahead
2: no and then the i don't know which you guys both saw it already on um, censor which i didn't love how i expected because i'm i'm always hit and miss with these IFC i midnight. was very you know, i was, was
0: like, i was very surprised jc that i liked it more than you did <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah like these ifc midnight like hormones like you know there tends to be a lot of jobs done but Sometimes it could be very famous, but because it could be like just too obscure and stuff like that. Which I like obscure stuff, but sometimes they rehear famous where way, like their prayers beyond beliefs, and then you just watch them and they're like, okay, they're they're an okay horror. They're not as you know, as great as the conjuring or something like that. But I really dug this and I liked how it had like the the, the style of like um Diary Argento, like a tag of horror. Mm-hmm. Like the the cinematography the visuals, especially in the last like and the third act with the ending was I loved it. Anyway, it was like I recommended to some people like some of my followers actions are worth I'm watching I'm like um, if you're into indie horror like don't go in and any mainstream stuff like, that. like you got to understand this is what it you know what I'm saying what it is like I, when I, when it comes to like indie horror like I have to like, tell my followers like it's not mainstream at all cuz you know like mainstream horror some people could love mainstream horror but they could hate indie horror as where us three we like all types of horror
0: yeah I agree i I have that same like I have a a very close friend of mine that listens to the podcast and you know when we talk about certain movies he always reaches out he's yeah. like should I watch this and I'm like don't don't even bother so he, he didn't listen to he didn't listen to me and uh he messaged me on actually yesterday afternoon and he's like dude Censor's is one of the worst movies I've ever seen I'm like it's not <laughs> it's definitely not but I told you not to watch it it's because you're not gonna but you're not I just like I knew you weren't gonna like it so but so yeah I told totally, I totally get what you're coming from there. Um, yeah, and that wraps up what we watch and use. So let's get kind of get into what we're here for today. Before we get into uh, diving into our thoughts on the family as a whole, let's get into like the year's halfway over. Unbelievably, 2021 is halfway over. And uh, with that being said, we have some of the best films of the year, and we're going to talk about them real quick. So I asked you guys to do a top 15 of what you've seen so far this year. And i am going to start off i'm just gonna run through mine real quick onto up to number two uh i did want to shout out some of the worst films i've seen this year to see if you guys agree um so my number one worst film of the year is music i i know that's jc's right oh hell yeah nothing's stopping that and if it does i feel bad for my eyes yeah uh, Elliot, have you seen music
1: <laughs> No, I I know what it's about and I've heard all the, uh, you know, the the reviews. I
2: don't even want to waste my time. time. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't
0: bother. Yeah, some other ones I want to highlight that I hated. Thunder Force, Tom and Jerry, Chaos Walking, Cherry, Awake, Infinite, Coming to America, Things Heard and Seen. Yeah, so that's kind of And then uh, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Those are kind of like the worst (laughs) things I've seen so far this year. Uh, In terms of best, uh, this isn't a movie, but there is no way I'm not talking about this. Uh, Bo Burnham's Inside is the greatest thing I've seen all year. That's not a movie. I think. Have you guys uh, checked it out? Ellie, have you seen it yet? Uh, I'm about halfway through. What are your thoughts so far?
1: I'm a big Bob Burnham fan, so I knew I was going to be a big fan of this. Uh, but no, it's it's really, really dope. Uh, uh, I've, I've actually downloaded the, the, Same. the album uh, and listened to it quite a few times. Same but yeah, man, I got to finish it.
0: Yeah, like for me, white woman's Instagram and sexting are my two joints. Like those are the two joints. That oh, I, I love made. FaceTime with my mom. That's oh, yes, joints. yes. That's a good <laughs> one. Joint. That's a good one. Yeah. Yo, JC, you really like definitely need to dive yeah, dad, into that. I am going to have to watch it tonight or yeah. tomorrow. You guys, or like it is <laughs> hilarious. Like, legit hilarious. No, uh, I like him from
2: Promising and 8th grade. So, like, I, I mean, his stand-up I've never really seen, so I can't judge his stand-up.
0: Um, In terms of uh, my 15, so I kind of couldn't decide um, which one of these to put here, so I'm going to shout both of them out. Uh, Mark, these are from Tribeca that I saw. Uh, Mark, Mary, plus some other people. So, the movie... Uh, it's direct. I believe it's directed and written by Hannah Marks, and it actually won best screenplay at Tribeca. And it it's it's a married couple that decide to have an open relationship and an open marriage. And you know, you kind of know it's it follows the rom com tropes, but um, it's really really solid. The other one that I wanted to touch on from Tribeca is how it ends. It's uh, I think out of all the movies that were filmed during the pandemic, in terms of like they bare bones shooting I think this is the best one I had such a great time with it uh, but going after that I have Sensor at 14 I have Nobody which I rewatched yesterday for the first time since March and that movie still hits on every level uh, number 12 is the Rita Moreno doc that I saw at, um, at Tribeca uh, the next one I have Zola at 11 and then these okay. two are the two best films I saw at Tribeca so this is a Essentially, Elliot and JC, this is if Black Swan met Whiplash. It's called The Novice. I told you about this, oh, one, yeah, right, you, JC? Yeah,
2: you so said you 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 um compared it to like Whiplash, and, like how obsession becomes.
0: Yes. So it's it's shot. The the cinematography is fantastic. Right now, it's at eighty nine percent on RT. And Isabel Furman plays the lead. She is known best for Orphan, right, JC? Yeah, Yeah. so she is incredible, and it's one of my favorite performances of the year. The movie is chilling. Cinematography is fantastic, and this is the director's first film. So it, just to show how good it is. And then the other film, it's an Indian film that I saw from Tribeca called The Last Film Show. And that film touches on a little boy from India that his, fa- his parents forbid him from going to the movie theater. And as they go to the theater in the opening of the movie for a religious film, he just completely falls in love with cinema as a whole. And then the movie also touches on the transitions from... Uh, film reels to digital to the digital age and how that affects the movie theater industry as a whole. It's really really great. Number like eight was in the nineties. Uh, actually, they don't really specify the date, but I, oh, okay. I don't, I don't know when the transition from digital really started, like to take place everywhere. So I'm, a, I'm gonna say mid two thousands, if anything. Uh, oh, okay. this movie hit me a lot harder than I thought it would, and I saw a super late a uh, Ryan the Last Dragon. Like I really. Really enjoyed this movie and every all the themes that the movie touches on. It's kind of it's my favorite Disney animation, like Walt Disney Animation film since Um uh, Zootopia. Like I, Zootopia. yeah, I really dug it. Uh, number seven, I have Shiva Baby, which is essentially like. The female version of Uncut Gems. If you've seen Uncut Gems as Shiva Baby, you know exactly what I mean by that. It is, yeah. it is a tension filled 85, 86 minutes. Really mm-hmm. solid stuff. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2 is my number six. I adore We've spoken about it on the podcast before. It's incredible stuff. Uh, number five is going to shock. JC I actually have Zack Snyder's Justice League it's my five I still I still think that movie really holds up really well I've seen it twice now so um
2: second
0: yeah it's I'm, I'm waiting for the 4k to actually sit down again and watch it uh but yeah everything about it has held up really well number four Judas and the Black Messiah we talked talked Touched on it back in February. Number my top three, oh, well, my top. Before we get to number one, my three is the, the Mitchells and the Machines versus the Machines. I absolutely adore this movie. I think it should win animated feature this year. Uh, and then my number two, which we touched on last month, is Cruella. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's my fifteen through two. JC, what do you got?
2: Uh, my number fifteen is Army of the Dead. I just I had such a really good time with it. Is it too long? Yes, but still yes. a good time. And it's Zack Snyder all the way through? Um, number fourteen is Saint Mod. Um, that's has my favorite final shot of of the year. I think you saw it, I you? Mean?
1: No, nah, man. I still have yet to see it. Yeah, it's really all, solid so I stuff.
2: Foil, but the final shot, like you being a big horror fan, you're gonna love that final shot. Um, number thirteen is Our Friend. That that was the Cancer movie with um, Jason Siegel, Casey Affleck, and Dakota Johnson. Like my grandma passed away from cancer, so like these movies, like they hit me. So I guess like. The fact that I could connect and relate to it a lot, like, it just, like, really hit me hard. Um, number 12 is Rapper Man. I love movies. some Jason Statham. some Guy Ritchie. It was good to have him reunite after 16 years. And I just thought, yeah, it was a good action film. I had a good time with it. Number 11 is a movie that David kind of hates, The White Tiger.
0: I don't hate it. I just don't think it's that good. <laughs> But
2: yeah, like I, I, loved it. Like for like the like the first three months of the year was like my favorite movie. Well, second favorite after Judas. You know, like I'm a big fan of the director. I loved how and anyway, I like the fact that it was it had like a lot of in, um, Indian dialogues. You know, like I like when Netflix likes to go very authentic with their films. Um, number ten is like Lot. Rosamund Pike's best performances since Girl. Nine is Nobody. Amazing. I've seen it twice. Like it's basically. Um Now I won't say a poor man's John Wick Because it's still really good But if you love John Wick You're going to love this movie Number eight is Sex and Justice League Like same as Dave I ate a lot of crow Because our boy Elliot was champion And me and yeah, Dave man. were talking so uh, much shit about it I uh, kind of ate a lot of crow
0: Elliot deserved a crown for that champion
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag uh, with are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You got to throw it out there uh, Number seven Shiva Baby The same thing everything David said is if you like uncongenial, well, I mean a lot of people don't like the, the anxiety that the Saffy brothers give them with that a good time. But it's pretty much that. feel like you just it's basically like I've seen people call it the best horror film of this year because it really feels like a horror film. Like like the the style, the way it was filmed, like it, it has like horror horror film style. Um, number six is the Machines versus the Machines. I'm a big um, Lord and Miller fan. Like when it comes to animation, I feel they like can't do no wrong. I mean, except for the Django movie, but. They pretty much have a good track record when it comes to that. Uh, number five is um, Riders of Justice. It's a Danish film with Matt Uh You saw it, David? I know.
0: know I, uh, I got I got a screener for it, and I let it expire, so I have to. No, have yeah, to it's catch like a the...
2: good blend of like dark comedy, action, mm-hmm. and revenge. And like Matt just can't do no wrong because that's so Russell kills walking. Even if the movie sucks, he delivers. Um, number four is A Quiet Place Part Two. Like, you know, me and Dave, we, we, we saw it last year in the premiere in New York, but I actually went against well, my fiance and saw it in theaters, and it was just, like, it was just, it was just as good the second time, and it was great to just take it in with the whole crowd, and I'm glad that they didn't just, like, dump it last year, like, on Paramount Plus or anything like that. Um, number three, for me, like, this is technically the second best movie of the year, but the reason my number two is more is uh, my number two is more because I, I had a better time with it, but number three is Judas and the Black Messiah. I still think it's the second best movie of the year, but I have it three because my number two, I could actually probably watch it more and have a better time with it like Entertainment-wise, and then um, my number two is Cruella, which is, I think is the best Disney live-action movie.
0: Nice. Elliot, what about you?
1: Yeah, man, I was trying to uh, come up with some, some stinkers, and I was trying to look through my list here, <laughs> and the- only ones that kind Probably of come good. to mind right now, I guess, is um, I really spiral, man. The more I, I've seen it twice now, uh, I don't know, man. Being such a soft fan, even though there's like half of the films are bad, but this one is kind of definitely bottom of the barrel. Uh, what else did I see this year? This, Th- you mentioned earlier Thunder Force, wasn't a fan of that. Uh, Voyagers, which was this Oh, my God. horrendous. Uh, is there anything else? Uh oh cherry, uh and chaos walking. Yeah, those are some of the bottom of the barrel films for me this year. It, it's uh, funny,
0: um, it's funny you mentioned Cherry. I was Elliot, I was talking to I was talking to JC about uh uh Coda and mm-hmm. I have not been on my Apple Press app since Cherry. Like that shit traumatized me. <laughs> I haven't even bothered. <laughs> like I, I logged in. Two days ago, when the tra- or yeah. whenever the Coda trader came, out, I'm like, oh, let me double check. Maybe it's already there, and obviously it was. It's not there yet, but I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, man, Cherry traumatized me this much. I haven't been on this <laughs> shit in like six months. Yeah, yeah
1: man. Should I get we'll... Telasso? Oh yeah, Telasso. Yeah, that should be. I think they actually got the first three episodes available. Oh, I'm gonna have oh. to. I'm
0: gonna have to check.
1: Yes, it's season two. Yeah. Definitely um but yeah those are the ones that kind of come to mind as far as stinkers but uh coming in number 15 for me was a uh, a film that came out earlier this year on amazon uh prime which is called the map of tiny perfect things i like that a uh i'm a sucker for like kind of rom-coms and kind of teen uh coming-of-age stories and this is catherine newton to me is a, a rising star it's just a really kind of c- cute fun uh and it has a lot of heart too uh definitely something i recommend uh, coming in number 14, I, I mentioned a little bit earlier, but, uh, America, the motion picture, um, again, well, whenever Lord good. and Miller, yeah, whenever Lord and Miller get attached, even though they're not the directors, but whenever they're attached behind the scenes wise with animation, they, they always kind of knock it out of the park for me personally. Uh, so that's number 14, number 13, I didn't see it when it dropped, uh, and, and I didn't review it cause I didn't see it the week that it came out. So I, I recently saw it and that's, uh, Luca, that film uh, very is more kid friendly than I was anticipating, but still had a lot of heart. And any film that gets me emotional, like I, I got a little teary eyed towards the end. And, and that story of just uh, friendship and you know summer vacation, all that stuff, all the vibes were there. So I really enjoyed Luca uh, coming in at my next one is uh, Zola, uh, as I mentioned earlier. And it might actually go a little bit higher when I see it for a second time. But I really enjoyed that. I found the comedy beats as well as like kind of the this the idea of like meeting someone online and, and being you know careful how you spend your time and who you spend your time with, but also just like a pretty like the fact that they made a hour and almost thirty minute film out of one hundred and forty eight minute or one hundred and forty eight Twitter thread still kind of blows my mind that you can make a movie out of anything. Um, coming in next is uh, Raya and the and the um, the Last Dragon. That film is so beautiful mm-hmm. as far as visually storytelling, uh, voice acting. It's just a such a it's like kind of a A little bit of Mulan vibes to it, but just uh, just a modern take on it. But I really enjoyed that film. Uh, My next on my list is Malcolm and Marie. I know it's a pretty divisive film, but I just recently watched it. uh, Showed my friend, watched it with a friend of mine who hadn't seen it, and just the conversation being had especially if you're in a relationship with someone and you know kind of picking your battles and who wins this round all that stuff and i just thought the performances too uh by john and uh um, zendaya was great um then next on my list let me make hold on, let me, one two three four five six seven so it'd be number nine i believe i'm at um 15 14 13 12 11 10 9 so number nine is uh mitchell and the machines yes. uh, again Lord Miller, anytime animation's involved, they just seem, again, they're not the directors, but their influence, uh, and that's their animation over, style. Oh, yes, yes, so that animation style they bring into this film, uh, very similar to uh, Spider-Man, into the Spider-Verse, and a great story, great uh, voice cast, uh, and just a really good movie. Uh, coming in at number 7, I have uh Corella as we talked about last month. Uh wow, what a, that's probably like one of my biggest like surprises of the year because I knew I was going to probably enjoy Emma Stone, but I didn't think I was going to like anything else outside of her, but that film just really hits home in regards to just the, the pacing, the energy. Obviously, we talked about the production. Uh kudos to Disney, man, for I don't know if they weren't uh paying attention to it on set because it does not feel like a Disney film. I still believe that and i don't know about that sequel but uh I, i'll appreciate this one that we got here <laughs> yeah uh number where am at number six uh in the heights uh still thinking about that film uh, i've actually revisited a couple weeks ago and it still held up to me such a fun film just such a you know the, the, the obviously the songs the characters the emotional beats all that stuff really work it sucks i didn't do that well uh financially but hey i i really enjoyed it um so, cracking my one, two, three, four, five. So, coming in at number five for me is uh, Justice League. Zack Snyder, as you guys mentioned, that's my guy for sort of Snyderverse. Uh, yes, it's four <laughs> hours, but I enjoy all four. Uh, I'll say probably about three hours and thirty minutes, <laughs> about thirty minutes shaved off of it. But hey, man, this is uh, this might be the last time we see that crew together. But I uh, really loved it. Uh, number four, uh, I got Writers of Justice. Uh, you guys mentioned a little bit earlier, that is one of those films that I knew nothing about. Uh, I knew who was in it, Matt Mickelson. Uh, I knew it was a Danish film. I love me some foreign films, but I did not watch the trailer, did not read the synopsis. So when things kind of shake out <laughs> and like as the film yeah, goes going on, it's it yes. good. Uh, yes. And it is. Uh, it is. Uh, wow. I really enjoyed that film a lot. Very dark comedy uh, and, and some pretty good amount of action, too, surprisingly. Uh, and I, I don't know if this one counts. I saw it this year, even though I know it came out last year. I'll just kind of add these two together as one because it's Matt Middleson again. But I saw another round this top. Of oh, this year, so good. This first of the year. Uh, yeah, yeah, that film is, is incredible, man. Matt Mickelson, as I say, he, he's a chameleon, man. He's one of the best working, and man, what a performance. And another film that I didn't know much about, except for uh, there was some alcoholism involved, but it was obviously more than that. But yeah, that film is fantastic. So, so
0: Elliot, do you um, do you do that dance after a Night Out in the Town?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I could dance that. <laughs> Yeah, that's that, that, And that's too, when you saw that scene, obviously that was like the, the Oscar pick, you know, whenever they pick a scene, they show that shot, but seeing it in context, seeing it in a movie, it just, it, it even feels even more uh, earned when you understand where that character Agreed. went through in, in, in that film and especially, uh, you know, during that part of the movie. So great movie. Another one on my list. Uh, this is number three uh, that came out last year. But again, I saw it on the top of this year. And that was Minari. Uh, man, that that film still kind of hits me. This is a story of, uh, you know, that family and the performances and they talk about emotions. Man, that film really got to me. And I just really enjoyed that story a lot. Uh, number two is Judas and the Black Messiah. Again, a film that I really, um, like you guys had mentioned earlier, I haven't revisited it since I've seen it uh, earlier this year, but it still kind of sticks with me again. Obviously, Daniel Kaluuya, L.P. Stanfield, the whole damn crew was fantastic and just a really well-put-together movie. Uh, and that ending still kind of haunts me and just uh, Dominique Fishback and how she portrayed that moment with uh, obviously the you know demise of uh, Fred Hampton, was just such a great moment. Um, and then number one is A uh, Quiet Place 2 um seen it twice in theaters uh it is a theatrical experience it is heart pounding it is uh i love that the the shot of the kids no spoilers but just how the things kind of wrap up and just kind of what that means for protecting your family and all that stuff and obviously open the door for uh, another one but yeah that film was great and uh i believe the young girl name is uh uh, millicent uh, I can't remember Simmons, her last name. Simmons. Sim, yeah, Millicent Simmons. She was fantastic. And I love that John allowed her to kind of be, even though that was my criticism, I wanted Emily Blunt to be more the lead, but I'm okay with her taking a backseat because that young girl and also Noah Jope uh, was great. So yeah, that's my number one movie so far this year.
0: Nice. And then my number one, I think JC and I have the same number one is yeah. in the, is uh, in the Heights. I, when I saw that movie back in March, I was blown away and just being, cuban latino here in in the new york area is just seeing that representation like put a smile on my face and the movie just hits on all levels for me uh it really does suck how everything has turned out i felt like this was going to be our moment and it turned out to be not um yeah it turned out to be the complete opposite i mean it doesn't take away from the Effect the movie had on me and the quality of the movie uh i am still here for it i'm going to champion that movie all year it's going to remain in my top 10 i doubt it will you know if it doesn't end up in the top spot i know to still be in the top 10 by by the end of the year yeah Yeah, but the movie itself hits on all levels for me everything about it works for me the music works for me the performances work and the representation so yeah my number one is in the heights for the first half of 2021 and jc if you want to add on that no, it's just the same
2: thing as, you know, being Latino. I'm, for me, it's even closer because I was born and watched The Heights. I was born and raised there, so I moved out when I was 20. And it's like, I was just like, you know, the orgullo of being Latino. And like, I just, it was just like, it was like, you know, I wanted it to be like our Black Panther, but unfortunately, you know, for stuff that I'm not going to get into here, but, you know, we all know, read the stuff, but, you know, it hasn't been that. But I still, you can't deny the quality of the movie. And it still has a lot of Latino pride as, like, when was the last time you saw a movie with a 99% Latino cast? Got such a budget and such a, like, because Warner Brothers advertised the shit out of this movie. And, you know, like, it made me happy. Like, just seeing the movie, like I said, like, Dave, it's just, I love Dave, i you know, just being Latino and everything like that. And it, just, it was just, like, the small details, like, just cooking salami with fried cheese and for breakfast. Like, that's a, le- a legit Dominican breakfast. Like, yeah. your house where you probably grew up eating that, OD. Just like Dave mentioned to me before I even saw the movie, just something like as the malta latinos we love malta just seeing that in the bodega just like some just little things like that is i appreciate it and i i'm pretty sure like once we get to like the oscar movies later this year there'll probably be a few movies that might not get out of the first plot first place but i feel that this will end up in my top five for the rest of the year like i absolutely love this movie
0: yeah no same here uh too bad, too bad it wasn't what we thought it was going to be for like the culture, but yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad it exists. So yeah, so that brings us to a full discussion now on the true meaning a of family. family. Like, I, I feel like once we finish this discussion, I think we're going to be tighter than we ever were. I think we're just going to we're going to have to link up in some middle ground state and just have some coronas. I think this is uh this is what we're here for today. Uh we're going to talk about the Fast and the Furious franchise and uh it's Inception. We're going to dive a little bit into each one of the movies, just talk about the box office and how it's critically done over the uh over the past few years. So the fil- first film, just a little bit of backstory to the, to the franchise as a whole. The first film was released in 2001, so 20 years ago. Um, and the original focus was a trilogy focused on illegal street racing. And it was supposed to culminate with the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift and it transitioned to heist and spying and, and just spy films uh, and superheroes, and, superheroes. And, we'll, and we'll get to that one <laughs> we'll get to that one um the series is the biggest franchise in universal studios history and it ranks as the seventh grossing uh franchise in history crazy do you guys want to take a guess as to what uh what tops it what is 6 through through 6 through 1
2: um I would say I think the top three are probably Marvel, MCU, obviously, Star Wars, and probably James Bond. The you, three, four, to, four to six, I wouldn't really be able to tell you.
0: So you got the first two right. You did not get number three correct. So number one is MCU. Oh, Remember, James
2: Bond? Damn you.
0: James Bond's actually number six. Oh, okay. And then Spider Man, the state, they. they uh, box box office mojo actually with spider-man as its own entity and avengers as its own entity which i think it's weird but um so so number three is actually a franchise that i adore and i think it's the harry potter yeah so it's the the wizarding world has grossed nine billion dollars since uh its first film in 2001 actually so 20 years as well are you a fan of the wizarding world elliot or not too big Dude, I have uh I've seen the first
1: one and, I, and I've seen the uh the, the fan- I've seen more fantastic Beasts oh, films no, than I've I'm seen
2: so the Harry sorry. Potter. One. Oh, you're you're yeah. gonna love Haskaban. Um,
0: gonna... Well, yeah, I think Haskaban is the second that's I think the it's the fourth one. That's what the third thir- so that's the third, third. the third the one. Was the changer. Yeah, that's kinda when they went, they became well the film the f- what I love about the whole franchise is that it transitions with their age. The older they mm-hmm. get, the darker the films get. The more mature so the first, yeah. the first two films are more kid-friendly films. As and mm-hmm. as we have progressed to the last one, they're very adult-oriented. By the time you get to the last one, it's like people are getting killed left and right and shit. So Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Essentially, it's like there's no color tone. It's like completely dark grays. So yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That was very bleak. For sure. But yeah, the first the first one kind of set the foundation in terms of what the initial idea of the franchise was going to be. It actually is uh, looking at Rotten Tomatoes, it's actually only 53 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but it does have a cinema score of B+. So the, the the second lowest. Yeah, which is the yeah second lowest next to F9,
2: which is crazy.
0: So but in terms of thoughts on just the original franchise as a whole, the concept actually came after a Vibe article Uh, director Rob, Rob Cohen, right? That was a director, Uh, JC. Yeah. yeah. So Rob Cohen read an article from Vibe magazine titled Racer X, which detailed the illegal street racing circuit operating in New York City. And once he read that article, it kind of put things into uh. In fruition and we got the film released in 2001 i do have some fun facts to run through but i wanted to just touch on just thoughts in general on the first fast and furious uh J- elliot i'll start with you on this one what are your thoughts on the original entry
1: yeah so the first one i saw i didn't see so a fun fact i've never seen a fast and furious like main saga film in theaters to the most recent one i saw hobbs and shaw but that was like that's obviously a spinoff so i've never been like a diehard fan of the franchise but i've appreciated from what they are and i own like the cream of the cop prop in my opinion like five through seven but um yeah the first one i remember seeing in high school uh and i remember just immediately thinking like wow this is a point break ripoff essentially with with cars oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. but you know it was fun it was like i said during the, i was in high school and you know the early or the mid 2000s uh, so so it kind of fit all the vibes you know obviously baggy clothes and still in dvd players kind of that you know kind of <laughs> in that BET era, so I was like, okay, this is kind of cool, a little, a little urban vibe to it with a little bit of action, so I'm like, okay, this is fine. Never knew that it would be obviously 20, 20 oh, years yeah. old be talking about it, but yeah, I, I, I like the original, but again, like I said, I think it's literally it's almost like a beat for beat of uh,
0: Point Break. Yeah, for me, I had, kind of have a similar story to you, Elliot. I didn't see any Fast and Furious in theaters until Fast Five, actually, so that was my first one in theaters, and I... Saw this from word of mouth. I had heard that people were like all over it and stuff like that. And a lot of the people I used to chill with in high school were very much into cars and street racing and all that stuff. So they were Especially like, "Being from Jersey, yeah, that was like the second coming of Christ for for them." So when I <laughs> when I bought it on DVD, like a few months later, I uh, I liked it. You know, I I actually have never seen Point Break, but I have heard those comparisons to Point Break.
2: When uh, no, you see
0: Point Break and be like, "Wow." yeah so I you know I dug it. I'm like I never thought a need to steal d v d players would be profitable, but sure, why not <laughs> um the the film what it is it's a fun ride. it actually does hold up well for me and on rewatching the franchise as it's gotten more and more ridiculous over the years uh Justice for Jesse. I hope uh, since we're bringing p- people back from the dead, I hope they just exactly. take those bullets Come out on. of his like, chest and back. and just bring him back for the for the Avengers End Game of the Fast and the Furious franchise that we're about to get into uh, in the next few years. Uh, but yeah, JC, what are your thoughts on the original film?
2: Yeah, same as you. Well, me actually like like I have a lot of like like I have two older brothers and I have they were like big on the movies. So like I I discovered it through them. I was like, nine years old when the, when the first one came out. And I was like, it's still. I re, when I was rewatching and my latest rewatches, like it still holds up pretty really well. So, I love Point Break. So I like same, of the I mean, like literally is like B for B. Like when you like so when you see, you're gonna be like, it's you're gonna be. You might not enjoy Point Break as much as me as me and Elliot because you're gonna be able to spot so many things because of Fast and the Furious. Like literally, yeah. when you see, you're gonna know. What it is. But I love it. But like essentially, it's just a Point Break remake. It's just like. You were the to serve boys with cars. Interesting. And instead of DVD, instead of robbing banks, they're robbing DVDs.
0: Got it. But it's
2: like a fun like it's a fun time. It holds up pretty well, and it's like it's crazy just how basic that movie was compared to what the franchise has became.
0: I it's funny like before we move on to the next one. I it was the first time I had ever seen Vin Diesel zone anything, and um, I I I. Same I ne- I never got it. Even then, I thought he was terrible in this movie. And, um, <laughs> I, I've grown to despise the fucking guy. Like, the only time I ever like him is when he's fucking saying three words in Marvel movies. Like, I, I think. I, or, or Iron Giant. Oh, an Iron Giant. I'll give him Iron Giant. An Iron <laughs> Giant is a classic. But no, yeah, I didn't think he was that great in this. But, uh, some quick facts about Fast and the Furious. Uh, so neither Michelle Rodriguez or Jan- Jordana Brewster had their driver's license. Or learner's permit before the production of the film even commenced. So that's pretty wild. Um I didn't know this. Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez were dating off screen during filming just as they did on screen. Now, I always love casting what ifs when it comes to these old movies. So there are there were a few people that were considered for Paul Walker's role as Brian. Um two, man, what a different movie this would have been. Eminem is one of them. Oh God. Uh Christian Bale is another. Oh wow,
2: that would have been interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean that was at
2: the Shaft. So yeah.
0: And J.C.'s favorite, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, of course, I can see, I can oh, tell totally yes. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's definitely a Mark Wahlberg movie, yep. especially yeah. early two
0: thousands. I, w- I, w- I would have, uh, I would, I would have died to see some Mark <laughs> Wahlberg in this movie. Um, for eating some tuna. What? <laughs> what do you say?
2: Eating tuna. Eating tuna. Remember that was Paul Walker's thing for like oh, the first like twenty minutes of that movie.
0: Yeah, he's like, I like tuna, okay?
2: But like, no, nobody likes to tuna
0: in this in this place. <laughs> <Fucking> stupid. <laughs> um, for Mia, there were a few different people that were that auditioned for the role. So we had Natalie Portman, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Kirsten Dunst, and Jessica Biel auditioned for the role of Mia. Jessica so,
2: Biel is obviously the most.
0: I think I would have really liked Jessica Biel in this. I would have loved to see what she would have done with that. Yeah, she she has she
2: had like the Jordan Jordana Booster like early nineties
0: look to it. For sure. Uh, and last two, uh Paul Walker stated that the only reason he did this movie was because of Donnie Brasco. He thought the role of an undercover cop was a cool idea and he liked to portray the type of character. Now this last one, so we know we know the cast that we got, but Rob Cohen's original casting ideas. So not like consideration, like the studio shut this down right away. His original concept for the casting choices, and JC, I don't know if you know this or Elliot. So where Mario Lopez is Dominic, Mark Paul Gosler is Brian, and Dustin Hoffman oh, yeah. is, and, 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 and Dustin and Diamond Jesse. is Jesse. But studio no ex- I read that years ago. Yeah, studio Yeah, exec said, <laughs> no, we absolutely not. And then the eventually- TV movie, sure. Yeah. Can, can you imagine that though? That would have been crazy uh but yeah the movie the movie was a success it made a lot of money it made uh 207 million and that led us to john singleton's too fast too furious electric boogaloo i i have grown to really actually dig this movie uh i saw it when it came out on dvd and yeah i mean the movie Actually, for me now, like in full, full 2020 hindsight, I think it opened up the cultural diversity that the franchise ultimately goes into. Like you're in Miami, you're representing, you you have Latino culture in the film. You have, uh, I think a Latino villain. You have, you have Tyrese coming on the fold. You still have Brian there. I think the movie, you have Ludacris. You even have homie from 106 and Park. I forgot his name, the rapper. Uh, you had like. Um, there was a battle rap You you used to watch One Hundred Six in Park, guys. I'm mm-hmm. oh, The Chinese guy. The Chinese guy, yeah. Mm, so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Gonna, oh, I forgot his name. i gonna learn Chinese. But I remember. But I remember, <laughs> but I remember <laughs> like <laughs> he was. Yeah, yeah. He was a beast on One Hundred Six in Park. But he, he was. was in that. So yeah, the movie was extremely like opened up the diversity that we eventually will fall into. But or, originally, I didn't like it. But the movie has progressively grown on me. I've dig it a lot because it it does kind of blend the comedy that we get now with a little bit of the action that we you know we ultimately fall into with the franchise Uh, elliot what are your thoughts on too fast too furious so we'll get into it when we get our rankings a little bit later but uh
1: let's just say it's it's not high on my list um it's it's one of the few that i I don't really revisit that one because i i don't really like that one uh but like you said man it does it does introduce more diversity to the cast uh it, you know it, it it switches it up a bit from i mean it still it still has like a it almost it's funny enough the first one is a uh point break ripoff but the second one's almost like a beat, almost beat for beat for the first one essentially just kind of switching up some things but uh yeah it's, it's not my favorite of the franchise i'll just i'll just leave it at that
0: jc what do you got
2: and it's funny because is actually being newer than than the first one. I feel this one feels even more dated. Like you got Joe Budden being commercial. Like you have, um don't you know, Like it just feels See, more dated to me. Like I nothing do, I is feel, more
0: I like, nothing is more dated, JC, than ja rule And two thousand and the original has that ja Rule cameo.
2: Right he still has he still has the fire festival stuff? Oh which yeah, rhymes a little. <laughs> Like, like honestly, unless you're like a real hip hop listener, the last thing you, the last thing you heard Joe it wasn't "Pump It Up," or maybe like when he was in Slaughterhouse. Um, but like, it feels more dated than the original. But I do watch it, like, and I, it's probably one of my least favorite John Singleton movies. I feel like he was it was he didn't really fit that <laughs> style of it. I mean, come like, on, going from Boys in the Hood, to, I mean Boys in the Hood to this, and um, but basically, like, the only thing I really love about this movie besides the that it opened more diversity into the cast was. While well, the work is better in later films, and it, it, it did introduce um Ludacris and Tyrese to the franchise, which I'm always grateful for because I do love their dynamics in the later films.
0: Which um I do have a little bit of of a fact on before we move on to Tokyo Drift. So oh, about about what you're gonna
2: you're gonna say about the, how the driver turned down the 500k?
0: Yeah. So <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, no, there's well, yeah, there's more to that. So, but oh, in okay. terms of why Vin Diesel didn't join, so he was offered twenty five million dollars to return. However, uh, this pretentious douchebag said that after reading the script, he want he, they didn't take a he said they didn't take a Francis Ford Coppola approach to it, like they're making the fucking Godfather here. And then um, <laughs> he 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 said that they uh, approached it like they were dude like they did sequels. In the eighties and nineties, when they would drum up a new story unrelated to, for for the most part, and slap the name on it, so that's why he didn't come back, you know, because it wasn't godfathery enough for for uh, for Vin Diesel. Um, but we're all about family. Uh, n- and then, what well, you mentioned about uh, about Ludacris. Yes, yeah, so John Singleton originally wanted Ja Rule to return, but he uh, he turned it down not because of the money, J.C., but he said he was too big for the role. Oops.
2: Yeah, when he was too so busy doing movies with Steven Seagal for as dead.
0: And then the only last fact was, outside of Tyrese, there was only one other person that was considered for the role of uh, of Roman, uh, and he is also a rapper. JC, you want to guess? Um, early two thousands. Oh, early two thousands, I think one of you guys will guess. Fifty. Yep, fifty seven was actually considered to play 50. the role <laughs> of Roman. Oh, God, um, and nah. then and then we move on to what we talked about before the Halloween 3 of the franchise it's Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift the movie that it's it's one of the most important ones in the franchise when you look at it now it's like the yeah. the interconnection of everything falls in line with Tokyo Drift and it was Justin Lin's first uh Fast and Furious film so this is another one I call on like Chris un- Morgan Yes you're right Chris Morgan who wrote everything until this latest one um in ter- in terms of the when i first saw it i saw it on dvd as well the i didn't really like it either i felt like you know <laughs> they should have just deaded it here the uh i i just liked this dude from uh, i forgot his name from uh from Friday night lights and from i felt night yeah and i felt like he should just should have just stayed in texas playing football like he shouldn't have gone to japan <laughs> um wasn't big on Bow Wow, but it is what it is 20. But Han, I mean, I, I've always felt, and I don't know if you guys agree before I get you guys' thoughts on it, I think that this movie would have worked well. Like, nothing changes in terms of the importance of the movie if Han was the central character. <laughs> like, if you just take uh this dude out from Friday Night Lights and just make Han the central focus of the film, I think it does what it need, what it eventually does in terms of pushing the franchise forward. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but uh, JC, I'll start with you on this one. What are your thoughts on Tokyo Drift?
2: um i actually like it a lot to be honest with you. i mean when i first saw it i didn't i thought i had i didn't even remember i was still kind of young so i wasn't really all up in there with like all the movies unless they were like big like being advertised like crazy so like i remember when this like came out i thought it was like a straight to dvd sequel i didn't even know it came out in theater and so because i didn't see. Any, i guess I, I didn't see no advertising for it because i guess you know and then i was just like like you know like pretty much everybody at the time i was like oh nope you no, know, like, Vin Diesel's gonna come out for the sequel, so, you know, who's whatever. But, like, no Paul Walker either. I was just, like, I wrote it all. But as I've, you know, over the years, as I've gone in it. And then especially, you know, how the way, like you saw the way they, they connected to so many of the stuff, like, you know, especially if they even they, if you're a big fan of that movie, you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy all the stuff with F9, because I feel like they pay a homage to it a lot. And F9, a lot of callbacks. It's like, I don't hate it like everybody's actually, you'll you'll see my rank is pretty high. It's pretty high
0: there. Yeah, I, I like it more than than most, to be honest with you. But I, I, I like I said, I'm a sucker for the oddball of the franchise, and this is definitely the oddball of it. Elliot, what are your thoughts on Tokyo Drift?
1: Yeah, uh, Tokyo Drift is one uh, that yeah, i name
0: big on it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Is, the oh, only yeah, thing I really
1: like meet. about it is the the little the, the the song that they had associated with it. Oh, it always kind of gets a me crunk. That's a banger. It, it really is yeah. probably one of the best songs of <laughs> the franchise. But yeah, for sure um yeah man um yeah <laughs> tokyo drift, you know i mean justin lynn you know he cut his teeth in in, in that film and kind of you know made it his after that point obviously and it became the you know this became his baby essentially even though we've had different directors but uh yeah tokyo
0: drift um <laughs> so i'm yeah. so, so what you're saying I is that you <laughs> so what you're saying is that you guys didn't have one of those hulk style vehicles running riding around your city is that Mm.
2: So definitely oh. uh, that, That's been one of the corniest vibes that's ever been introduced. In <laughs>
0: it's franchise. the worst. I it, never in it. a franchise with ridiculous cars, that is still the most ridiculous car.
2: Like, yeah. hands down. I think people probably were laughing like crazy in the theaters, you know, because you're you some crazy reveal. It's like
0: Hulk Smash. No, and honestly, like, kudos to Universal. They own the H- rights to the Hulk. They were just like. Showing off' like we can do this you marvel can't do this we can do this <laughs> but um some quick facts on here nothing too much but uh unable to secure the return of many of the series originals there were actually two scripts that were written for the film one if people returned the other if they didn't return the ironic thing with Vin Diesel is that that sh- that was shot after the test first test screening test because screening. because it received such poor responses uh the the way diesel Agreed to return was if Universal would actually relinquish the rights to the Riddick franchise. Riddick. and he made that awful 2013 Riddick independently. Um, I haven't seen that one. It's terrible. Uh, like all of them are. But uh, oh, Paul like black. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pa- pa- Paul, Paul Walker. Uh, we talked about no one returning. He actually wasn't asked to return because Universal felt he was too old. <laughs> Which yeah. is ironic. And then the events in the film would later be retconned after, I believe, it's Fast and Furious when everything started to get retconned. And then we move to Fast and Furious, a movie that I actually don't hold in such high regard. I think the movie... Oh, I think this movie is... How do I put
2: this? The most bland and less fun.
0: I would say, yeah. it. You get to the next one and you see everything meshed perfectly and you see this one, and it's trying to be too fucking serious, and there is no fun whatsoever. It, sorry, sorry, sorry to shout out. Your, I, I know Elliot loves this movie. It's the Man of Steel of this franchise. It is depressing. It is dire. It is boring. It is like the quintessential like. I only need to watch it when I rewatch the franchise, and Same. and I don't. I I don't like it. I mean, I don't love it. I did, It's essentially like. Near the bottom of it for me, per se. Like, it's good to see everyone back that they're trying to connect because we all love universes, but as a film in general, I, I just doesn't work for me. uh JC, you said you agree with me on that?
2: Yeah, this is actually the first one I saw in theaters. You know, like, when it came out, I was about 77. That was when I started going to the theaters by myself without my parents or my siblings. So, you know, like, I was excited, like, pretty much everybody at the time, oh, when this is back in a big role, you know, they bring Paul Walker back, they're bringing back Letty. they're bringing back everybody. Then you kill Letty off, well, quote-unquote, kill her off, like, freaking 10 minutes into the movie. And it was just, like, it just, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't fun, it was, like, very dour, it was, like, ugh. The Braga is a terrible villain. It's very low on my end, too. And it's actually... Yeah, I don't really
0: got much to say. Yeah, so no, I that's, all I, just... that's all I had on my end. It's actually <laughs> yeah. the lowest rated on Rotten Tomatoes of any Fast and yeah, Furious film. It's, so right? it's 28%, okay, okay. Uh Okay. Elliot, what about you? What are your thoughts on Fast and Furious?
1: Yeah, no, it's easily the most forgettable one in the franchise. So much so that I don't even remember 90% <laughs> of the film. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't. Was that the one Giselle? That's the only thing I remember because yeah, that was introduced. That's like the that's only perfect. thing I remember that's in
2: that.
1: Yeah, that's the only thing I remember. Uh, besides that, uh, yeah, it's it's not good at all. I don't remember any of the fantastic stunts. I don't remember any of like the big like. Yeah, it's a stinker. It's it, we'll get some the rankers
0: a little bit later, but yeah, it's the most. <laughs> uh, um,
1: forgettable in the franchise yeah, to me.
0: for sure uh some quick facts on this one like you mentioned elliot this is gal Gadot's film debut uh which at least it gave us that so that that's a plus um yeah. this i did not know in my research so david ayer actually did uncredited rewrites on fast and furious and it kind of shows why this film is garbage so Well, he wrote the first uh he wrote the first yeah he co-wrote it oh interesting uh and exactly. then exactly because I respect my name. <laughs> and then the <laughs> uh the other quick little tidbit, which I'm glad didn't happen, was Vin Diesel actually wanted to shoot this and Fast Five back to back. So, oh, nah. yeah, so I'm glad that didn't happen. But then we move into where things completely change for the franchise. And we move the into- magnum opus. Yep, we move into Fast Five. Uh, it's this, at the time, it was the highest grossing of the franchise at $626 million. Um, I absolutely love this movie, and I love this movie for many reasons, but I, um, the Mr. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the reason I love this movie so much. Um, no, nothing like I, I we kind of just touched on, fa- on Fast and Furious. It kind of just put the franchise on a level where like what can bring life to it? And you bring the most charismatic actor in Hollywood. Four action films to the to the fold, and you get one of the one, if not the best entry in the franchise. And nothing nothing makes me happier than seeing The Rock and Vin Diesel standing next to each other, so he could show Vin Diesel how it looks to be brolic um because that fight <laughs> <laughs> the rock absolutely fucking owns him and it's quite quite hilarious to me but um no yeah all jokes aside like fast fast five really does hit everything it touches on the comedy it touches on the fun it touches on the action it does everything it needs to be and it transitions the franchise into uh where we end up with fast nine uh elliot thoughts on fast five i think it will be highly er- higher on this one
1: <laughs> yeah no this is uh this almost this is will get like more
2: enthusiasm
1: yeah, yeah, this is almost just like, <laughs> I don't even know how this is in the franchise. Cause it's almost just like, oh, it's like, it's so good of a, it's like a great action movie, number mm-hmm. one, uh, and just a great general film. But yeah, it's funny that The Rock came in after this, I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, this was after or before he actually shot the movie faster. So I don't know if that has anything to do with him being in this role. But no, this was, this was a shot of adrenaline. This is one of those Hollywood stories where it's just like, as we said, it should have finished at 3 but they needed a shot of adrenaline and they got the most electrifying man in Hollywood which is yeah. The Rock the People's Champ to come in to revise his franchise to bring a new flavor to it it still has one of the best like action sequences of the franchise to me closest to towards the end it has energy it has great pacing it's like I said incredible action the, the Rock Definitely laid the smack down on uh Dominic Toretto. uh yeah, all that candy ass. Yeah, he got that Jabroni what he deserved. But um <laughs> yeah, fast five is, is where it's at, man. It's it's the cream and the crop. It's the best of the best. Uh and it is um I don't know if they'll ever reach those heights of nah, uh, the franchise.
0: Never. Um Safe to say we all are fans of The Rock, J C. Of
2: course we all got wrestling. Um, no, but yeah, this was actually my first IMAX movie, so it, was, it holds a very special place in my heart. Besides just the fact that I love the movie, it's actually the only one of the franchise that I could watch. Well, besides the first, that I could put on at any given time, like you know, there's a, I don't have to be, be rewatching it for the next for the latest installment. that I could just be in the mood, like oh, I'm gonna watch Fast Five today. That's, besides the first, the only one I could do with the franchise, like and it's a like, great action movie. Period. It like quality-wise, it's like is above all the, of them. By a lot, it like, like they call the Rock franchise Viagra, you know, because they brought him in for GI Joe and all this other stuff. Like, he rejuvenated that franchise in ways that none of them expected. And, and I don't know if you have it in your notes, Dave, but it was funny that, that this role was actually. Yep, really don't don't, Tommy yeah, yeah
0: you spoiled it. I was sorry, saving sorry.
2: that. Sorry sorry, 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 but yeah, like it just like, like to me, he's my favorite character in the franchise ever. Like. Like going forward, I feel he was more granted for like the diehards. this is the most important character, but showing the dipper quality of like with F nine compared to like what had been since this exchange. It shows how important the Rock is to the franchise.
0: Yeah, and I do want to get into it after we before we do our rankings. Like, what do you think is the most ridiculous moment in the entire franchise? Oh, and uh, no I think the Rock has two of those. <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, going you kinda had some of the facts that I had in terms of like I didn't have that much on here, but uh Tommy Lee Jones was originally <laughs> uh envisioned for the role of Hobbs which would not have worked at all. <sighs> and then um it was actually Universal's idea to completely depart from street racing and uh to bring fresh life to the to the franchise. So and then uh yeah, and yeah, and then Dwayne went in a complete uh workout regimen to bulk up his body. Uh, for the film so that's when he got on the heavy juice
1: it's interesting So those, yeah, something you mentioned with universal man we always talk about studio meddling but two things you mentioned the, the whole of the first one of like not casting some of those ridiculous cast members and then also did the not have i guess the street racing and kind of adding some action so it shows you sometimes studios can make good decisions
0: yeah no i agree yeah, i think we like if it
2: would have been Oh, sorry. Go ahead
0: David. No, and I'm just saying. Like it's true what Elliot said. We everyone likes to like pick on like Warner Brothers because they seem to be the ones in the focal point of studio Yeah, but yeah. like yeah, studio. No. I mean, look at Disney. Disney and and Universal seem to be doing it right. Um, but yeah, Fast Five. I think we're going to be high up in our rankings. Uh, and then to finish up, we're we're almost here at the end. Fast and Furious Six. I I like Fast and Furious Six. Um, but I think it's I mean. kind of forgettable like in terms of no really I don't know it's still up there for me I, because I, I do I, enjoy I it oh you like Luke Evans <laughs> I hate I think yeah. he's terrible I think he's awful well we get with Jason Statham in the next one yeah I I cannot I do not like Luke Evans in this one uh <laughs> I actually my favorite part of this one is just the relationship with Han and, and Giselle I think the building of that really yeah. really hits well outside of that The Rock of course which we talked about before I'm just going to highlight The Rock in the next like 3 movies or 4 movies so but the uh, ending the, thing. yeah So, but yeah Fast and Furious 6 is solid for me but I don't think it has as many memorable, memorable moments as we get like for Furious 7 and then um, Fast 5 but uh, what do you think JC
2: Oh it's very high in my thing. I love Luke Evans. I mean, granted, I do feel that that um Jason Tatum is the best villain of the franchise I've ever had. Well, I mean, if you can't consider the rock a villain in part five, then that's the rock easily. But um, you know, I have a good time with it. I like that the, they actually brought back Michelle Rodriguez better than freaking Fast and Furious did. I didn't like the whole amnesia angle, I never did. He was stupid even on rewatch. Um, like I said, like you I do like the whole relationship with Han and um Giselle. Um so, I mean, it sucks, and it doesn't suck that she got killed, though. It sucks that, you know, because I love that whole chemistry between them, but it doesn't suck because then we got her as Wonder Woman.
0: I, see, I, I'm glad you... I was waiting for someone to bring up the Giselle stuff. The only thing that I hate about... That I actually do hate about F- Furious 6 is that, yo, Giselle dies, and no one gives a fuck. And nobody asks.
2: <laughs> nobody acts except for Mia. Yeah.
0: Like, like... Han is just like depressed and like, yo, your girl died that we have known for like at this point like three, four years. No, we're not, we're not gonna mourn her. You know, we'll move on. We're gonna (laughs) play some, play some Don Omar or Tego Calderon, and you know, we move forward. (laughs) What, what about you, Elliot? What are your thoughts on Furious Six or Fast and Furious Six? Yeah,
1: no, I'm actually, uh, when we get to it uh, a little bit later, I'm actually pretty high on this film, man. It's uh, memorable. I mean, the, the, how can you forget the shot of Dom catching, you know, Letty on
0: a, on a car? Oh, my and God. dying! not dying. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned that, Elliot. Like, the one thing, I don't know if you guys have ever thought this, but the one thing I've always thought about, and I was talking about with this with my wife after we saw Fast 9. Yo, homie wears a white beater and white tee, and it never gets stained. Like never. never, it is clean <laughs> white. Like part of the charm, I would not notice that until you just said it right now. Never. Part of the charm. Like who cares that they don't get any fucking scars or blood on 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 their bodies? Like homies, white, tea is... white
2: tees get dirty crazy. Right, Have quick. you
0: ever worn white Air Forces? Like they're done in like five <laughs> minutes. This dude words a white T takes bullets, takes fucking. Hey man, Tyrese <laughs> called it out in the last Man, yeah, they're man. Hey, they're <laughs> invisible.
1: <laughs> hey, you can't you can't see him, you know. Yeah. That's why they cast a John Cena. Yeah, for see sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Fast Six is fun, man. I I like uh I like Luke Evans too, man. I think he uh he and, and this is a whole another franchise, but I thought that they should have gave him more of the Dracula stuff. because I actually have fun with that film. But Hard no, I, I yeah yeah. Um, but no, I like Fast Six a lot. it it, it definitely. You know, it, it, it this is the just the beginning of the ridiculousness, as I mentioned, catching people with cars. But uh, it, it wasn't as ridiculous as it continues to go further. But I, I like Fast Six a lot and it's pretty uh, high on my list. Nice. The plain scene, yeah. And then also too, yeah, you know, when they name. started to implement more like the, the separating the women from the men and having like, you know, Letty having solo fights. Yeah. Was that Ronda Rousey or was that the next No,
0: that was next, the, next
2: next one. Next, yeah, Gina the next one. Okay. Oh, this
0: one. This one was Gina Carano. This one was okay. Yeah, come
2: here. She she, she betrayed them and she's like Luke Evans like boo or some shit. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So I like you know that they gave them more action. You know the women, uh, even though they were obviously involved in the franchise, but having like the little solo outings and having some some cool
0: action set pieces were pretty cool. Nice. And then yeah, and then we we move on to where I think we all would agree the franchise should have ended. Shut up. And then that's Furious Seven, and it directed by one of our favorite horror directors james wan and it made a record for the franchise i believe at at the moment it's 1.5 billion dollars so the movie itself i think it's very good it's solid it actually brings back some of the it's kind of the one that starts bringing back the tokyo drift folks you get that we also get the um i forgot his name from part one uh, Vince. So we get Vince back in this one. There's a lot of, Vince. So there's a no, lot of no, no, we got Vince back in, in part five. Oh, that was five? Yeah. Oh my god. I missed You remember the Brazil. Level, yes, you're Brazil right, you're right, you're right. Sister, that was my right? That was my mistake there. Um <laughs> Love that. But the whole thing with, with uh with Fury Seven, Paul Walker unfortunately died and they had to do a lot of reshooting around him with his brother Caleb and Cody Walker where i on the doubles. But the movie itself I does it does its job i think jason statham is fantastic in it and i do think that um the movie does end on such a note that i personally thought it was over after that like and you know unfortunately we're still going but um the movie as a whole really hits and it's definitely top tier for me elliot uh Furious seven love it or hate it yeah so i mean i don't think and maybe we'll uh I think it's been
1: recognized, but I don't think it's really been fully recognized what James Wan was able to do because that is such a a hard task to be able to complete that film and and do what they did in in a very tasteful manner. Obviously, we're we're kind of witnessing that on a on a, on the MCU scale with uh, Chadwick Boseman, but mm-hmm. to be able to complete that film and and to know what Paul Walker and Brian meant to that franchise to 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 do him, you know that that's literally I can say that's the only time I've emotionally like got connected to the film in their sense of like emotionally crying like seeing that that scene is so perfectly placed and so well done uh and and also just taken away from you know the obviously that emotional uh payoff but the film's pretty decent too as far as like you know James Wan obviously as you mentioned great horror director and he always what i thought made this so perfect of a uh transition from horror is his horrors have like they're they're set like the way he sets up is his horror scenes are almost like action set pieces like he's he sets aside his act his his horror to give you the, the tension and the suspense and all the stuff you look for in horror, and he always kind of prepped himself to make a big action film like this, and obviously with Aquaman. So I think he's always been poised to be a, a director to the helm of a, a movie like this. and I thought he did a great job, even though there are some really ridiculous stuff, you know, car hopping from building to building. Uh, and, and you know, shout out to them, man. You know, they always have the eye candy, and and you know, Gal Gadot, one of the most beautiful women in the world. But hey, man, Natalie, uh, my girl from uh, Masanda. Game of Thrones is one of the most beautiful women in the yeah. world. So they replaced her with a pretty good follow-up, I will say. And I think Ramsay's a pretty good addition to the franchise, too. So, yeah, man, this is uh, this is pretty high on my list. Because I, I, I can't stress enough what they were able to do to finish that film with such a heartbreaking... Moment uh, of one of their most important characters leaving, and I still think, as we'll talk about later, Brian's uh, being missed from this. He, like I think he's heavily missed in this franchise. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Fast Seven a lot, man.
0: Yeah, I agree. I um...
1: oh, and not gonna forget Jason Statham. I mean, he's yeah, the best he's really so good. The fridge, right? yeah. So good. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> what's, the,
1: what's the line? Uh, I can't remember by quote, but like the streets always win or something like that when he when they're fighting in the parking lot.
2: Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. streets well, he, always he's, win. When well, he steps on the floor and it breaks, stupid. They're beating each so other with wrenches. Stupid. Just, either one of them are dead, <laughs> yeah. but it's crazy. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> man, the crazy thing about the streets is that the streets always win. And he steps on it and then they just go down.
1: Yep, my man
2: cracks the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I... I and we I, get something even more ridiculous than F9.
0: Yo, I was texting JC during the movie, and I'm like, yo, did Vin Diesel just <laughs> literally knock down, pull down concrete with his bare hands? Like, did he really just do that? <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Iron Giant, man. Group. <laughs> um, some, <laughs> o- only, like, a few facts here. Um, Did you guys know that Denzel Washington actually turned down a role for this film? <laughs> Missing nobody. No surprise. Yeah, so... And then he did the little things. But uh yeah, this is this would have <laughs> <laughs> this, this would have been a nice little uh payday for him. Uh it and, been cool. Yeah, it would have. And then um there was originally an idea to after the death of Paul Walker to replace him, and some of the guys that were considered were Jason Lee, Justin Long, Bill Hader, Pat Oswald, Jack Black, Wolf Ortape, Jim Parsons, and Neil Patrick Harris. But the uh, James Wan decided, you know, he denies that these existed. But uh wouldn't it shock me if that was something that actually was brought up for, for at least or a maybe split second. those
2: guys. Like so different from Paul Walker. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. And then to get to finish up, we get Fate of the Furious, which I do not like at all. Uh, after oh, I know. <laughs> after rewatching after rewatching uh, this past week for the in preparation for the podcast, I don't like this movie at all. I think it's I think. I like F9 yeah, a lot necessary. more than this. It's just just, there's just so much unnecessary stuff. And you can already tell here the beef between The Rock and uh, Vin Diesel because The Rock is barely in it. The Rock is pretty much on the sideline for a lot of it. So, I yeah, this, this one does not work for me at all. I didn't love it at all. This is when I was like, oh, man, here we go. Cash grab after cash grab. But, uh, Elliot, I'll kick it off with you on this one. Fate of the Furious, love it, hate it, or indifferent on this one.
1: Yeah, this one to me was this Gary F. Uh, F. Gary uh, Gray, yeah. F. Yeah. F. Gary yeah. Gray, yeah, this just seemed like higher, like they just seemed like they just hired him. He, like, none of his sensibilities as a director was in this film at all to me. Um, and the best part of the film to me is is which we'll talk about uh, maybe spinoffs, but Hob- the, the, obviously the Hobbs and Shaw yep. chemistry to yeah. me was like the best part of the entire film. Um, but like you mentioned, yeah, it's very obvious. Number one, Vin Diesel and The Rock never share a scene together, yep. uh, which speaks to their beef. And the <laughs> well, the, the comment
0: Vin Diesel said the other day about The Rock was like, "This man <laughs> is literally on another planet." Dude, I uh, think like I'm glad you brought that up, Elliot. I just do you, do you think he's like. <laughs> literally on like cocaine all day for the shit that so. comes out of his mouth
1: i think so <laughs> i've seen like I, I i don't follow him but i've seen like some of his instagram like he's he's a weird dude like he's really weird he's a, he seems like a <laughs> don't get me wrong he seems like a good guy he, you know obviously he does a lot of good stuff charity stuff. but he just seems like
0: like off yeah he seems pretty awful like his, i think uh, he thinks he's a better actor than he really is mm-hmm. yeah for sure especially for sure. like thinking that he oh that he's teaching yeah.
2: The Rock how the to build, act. The charisma that The Rock
0: does. Dude, yeah. The Rock has more charisma than Vin Diesel has in his fucking pinky and, toe. They want to elbow.
2: <laughs> Seriously. It's crazy, man. But no, Fast, yeah. But the
1: of yeah. Furious, yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. And then the whole um, Dom being the bad guy and obviously the reason why. And, and we can't forget about Charlize Theron and the appropriation of hairstyle. I mean, like the, the dreads on Cypher is just like, come on. God, so what, what, are we what,
0: what are you thinking of... Uh, <laughs> So if you had to pick the hairstyle, what are we doing? The bowl, the bowl cut, that that. or the dreads? Oh, I'll do
1: what... bowl all day. I'll take the bowl cut all day over those ridiculous Jamaican dreads. And, oh, that was just crazy. The and... only
0: <laughs> the only thing I'll give her I'll give her credit for is that at least she does the most villainous thing out of any villain is that she actually Very kills true. the baby Very moms. True. So I'll give mm-hmm. I'll give her that. Uh, what yeah. about you, JC? What do you got on this one?
2: Um, this actually went lower for me on rewatch. I remember when I watched it in theaters. I wasn't over the moon over the way I was through like five, six, and seven, but I I liked it a bit more than you. But like on rewatching, went down a few spaces for me. I was just like, it really just felt unnecessary to me. It is like as much as I do like Hobbs and Shaw, I was just like, it really should have just ended with seven. It had the perfect ending, had the perfect reason to end. This actually feels like the most unnecessary one
0: to me. Yeah, I agree. And then That's then I've
2: really got much else to say. Yeah, no, famous,
0: same mate. here. And then the only highlight that I wanted to add about this film is that it's the first, being a, being Cuban, it's the first major Hollywood blockbuster shot in Cuba since the 1950s. So that was cool. I'll, oh, that, yeah, I'll, that, that, that
2: scene was, uh, was cool.
0: Yeah. No, you like the scene? I thought it was stupid, but at least they shot in Cuba, so oh, good I, good for I, them. I, I, um,
2: I, 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 Cuba's a beautiful island.
0: Oh, no. Gorgeous. I've uh, been there a few times. Uh, And then we get to Hobbs and Shaw, which I absolutely love. I think Hobbs and Shaw is... It's up there for me, to be completely That's honest with you. As it is extremely entertaining. It knows what it is. It doesn't... And it knows what it is in not a ridiculous way, as we're going to get into with F9. It's not a parody of itself. It just knows what it is, and it's having a fucking great time with it. The Rock and Jason Statham together are fantastic. They have just incredible chemistry together. I need a sequel. And honestly, I don't know if you guys will agree. Dude, Vanessa Kirby is fantastic in this. I think she's completely badass. Yeah. She is mm-hmm. so badass in this. And Idris Elba, I mean, I, I just love everything he does. Idris Elba can't f- ever do wrong for Black me. Superman. Black Superman, baby. Um, <laughs> I, this actually does include one of the most ridiculous scenes I've ever seen in a movie. And it's still fucking wonderful. And that's The Rock pulling Bad. the helicopter with his fucking bare hands. Like come on oh, oh my god it's wonderful it's glorious
2: um, and then when he's like oh the cliff I'm like, Yo. I'm like in real life that, that freaking that truck would have fell down the cliff
0: yeah no it's true the only thing I uh, seeing I'm a big wrestling fan I don't know if, if you knew this Elliot so I'm, Roman. I'm super huge on, on wrestling and seeing what Roman Reigns is today I wish it would have given him more dialogue in the movie because he barely talks but um, but overall yeah I I am a huge fan of Hobbs and Shaw Elliot what about you yeah, man, like I mentioned earlier, this is my first
1: uh, fast anything to see in theaters for the first time. And it was worth it because it was, as you mentioned, it knows exactly what it is. Um, it, it it has the the buddy cop back and forth banter between Hobbs and Shaw, which is perfect. throwback to the 90s and 80s. Uh, it has, like you mentioned, Vanessa Kirby, a super badass spy chick has Helen Maron in the family drama with that. You know, and, and as you guys have mentioned, Idris Elba can do no wrong. I mean, the Black Superman, as uh, what was his name, uh, Braxton or something of that nature.
2: Right,
1: like Braxton. Yeah. Bra- yeah, the cyber, you know, the cyber robot villain. And I'm still, I still say this today. I believe that the villain behind, and I think this is going to tie into maybe Keanu. ten or eleven, Keanu Reeves. They will cast Keanu Reeves as the villain because it just yep, makes so, so much sense. David Lynch de- being so. the director, of the last one. Uh, And all this It's a lot of energy going to that Him being the
0: main villain Uh, Because who else I mean who do you I mean It's the biggest You know Kind of John
2: Wick That would be Yeah exactly And
0: that's that's actually something that I'm glad you mentioned that Elliot Because that's something The Rock commented on That he actually um, That Keanu was already in talks To play the director Of the terrorist organization But Mm -hmm. What ended up happening was They Because they couldn't get him I don't know if it was shooting a John Wick, or he was shooting in the Matrix. Mm. They that's mm. why they made it just. Rolling. That's why they made it just a voice because they want to bring him in. So I think you cut. Yeah. You nailed it. I think he is the big bad of yeah. of the eventual tenth one, and, and he's going to be the brother of uh, Cipher, and that's how it's going to all connect. Yep, I I, I agree. Or the wife or family something, or the husband? No, that's, that's true. I think it's going to be a brother. We're all family somehow. Mm. Uh-huh. No, hope not. But no, that leads us to the discussion on F, f-, f- ten. And I mean F nine and um, oh man. So I guess we can start on. <laughs> did you did you like it at all, or is it just too ridiculous for you, Elliot? I'll kick it off with you on that. Yeah,
1: I mean, yes. I, so I, I my my score was pretty low on the film. Uh, I, I think I gave it like a two and a half or two point eight, just for the. I gave it like an extra point just for. Uh, just the ridiculous number of it, of it all, just like the fact that they actually thought that this was something to put in a film. But I mean, if you're not on board by that first opening act, which is ridiculous. I mean, seriously, ridiculous. I mean, they're 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 driving over mimes. They literally have a <laughs> literally a scene when someone dies. And, and they didn't die i don't even know how to really explain it, oh we, can,
0: it oh we can oh we can go ahead i i'll say it because i texted i texted jc when i was watching it <laughs> oh my god that goodness. fucking tank falls <laughs> and i see and i'm like and my, my wife the is lamb. like did they just kill tyrese off and homie just walks out from the back i'm like no 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 it made no sense fell on no 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 no, it is, it, 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 yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Ellie. If you're not- That's when my, yeah, that's when I was
1: just like, okay, this is the film. This is it. This is It, it can't get any crazier than this. And it obviously did. But yeah, that, that opening sequence was real, real crazy. As far as like taking away, I actually enjoyed the third act. I thought it was pretty, it was like a fun third act. And obviously them using the magnetics and all that stuff was, was interesting. The biggest thing that kind of, I, I hated about the film, talk about villains. Listen, I like John Cena. He seems to be a pretty uh, decent human being. He's funny in Blockers. He was okay in train Trainwreck. Uh, I don't know what to expect from him as Peacemaker. But he is easily one of the worst villains to me in this entire franchise. And I don't know, was it purpose- purposefully for him to not have chemistry with anyone? Because he was the black sheep and he was the forgotten brother. But he had no chemistry with nobody. Dom, Mia, his crew, his friend, who was, I guess, who who was his dad? That they, I guess this might play into the next one. Like, they kept bringing up that he had a father that was, like, he, like maybe, maybe get out that, of his shadow. Maybe that's Keanu Reeves. Maybe that's Keanu Reeves, <laughs> potentially, even though he was, like, British, or know, his adopted <laughs> son or something. I don't know. That, they wouldn't surprise me because Dom and, you know, obviously John Cena look nothing alike. Nothing. Um... The flashbacks, I didn't expect so many flashbacks, even though I'm not gonna lie, I actually kind of enjoyed those aspects. I thought those actors had more chemistry than actually, uh, Vin Diesel and, and John yep. Cena. I agree. Um, I don't know, man. It's they go to
0: space, guys. They they go to space and uh, not, and not, and, and, it and it's crazy because I expected we all kind of expected them to go to space with a trailer yeah. and all that. shit. Yeah. I didn't expect them to be in you're space for about 25 minutes. Like, home, like, <laughs> yeah. like, yo, you had these two fucking literally driving in space, like with a steering wheel. A <laughs> like, a, a like what is going <laughs> on? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I don't even think that's the most ridiculous thing in the movie. Like for me, I, I agree with you, uh, Elliot. Like if you're not in it from there, you're, from the Tyree scene, you're not. You're, you're done. Like, don't bother. For me is when, like, who was it? It was Vin Diesel and Letty. Yeah, was, so, like, you got homies, like, driving on this fucking bridge and then, like, oh flipping with, like, the wire, attaching it perfectly, and then getting to the Get the fuck out of my face with the fucking garbage. <laughs> I actually, like, I will... The only thing I... I I I wouldn't say I disagree with you because I by the end of the movie I would agree with both of you on the John Cena stuff. I didn't didn't hate him nor like him. I was more indifferent with him until the end scene. Full spoiler, when he hugs Mia, I'm like mm. there was like no chemistry there at all. Like, yo, yeah. you haven't seen your sister in like years and you don't even that like it. That, that was the first day of shooting.
1: That's how it felt.
0: Like that was the yeah, first day of shooting. It must have <laughs> it must have been. Must have been. Because there is nothing there. Um but in terms of the ridiculousness of it, the space stuff is yeah.
2: I mean I don't know where they're gonna be able to go with ten and not Because like, they 'cause they're they're gonna to have to I, know, they're gonna to have to think of something wild like they can't just tone it down now. They the got to go in the water. Yeah, it's like water. I'm sorry, like what they should have left the space to the to party lines. they know <laughs> they're gonna end up with my friends. I,
0: I think I know where we're going with with ten and I think it's gonna be Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. I think Eva, it's gonna be
2: the Jurassic, I think I,
0: I think we're getting Eva Mendes back. She's just gonna like get out of bed from like taking care of the no, kids they're with they're Ryan Gosling. I think, think she's everybody. coming back. I think some way they're gonna Tupac Paul Walker back into this. They are gonna bring everyone back. May and I do
2: I should come back for like hundred k.
0: I do think the Rock will be back. I do think the Rock will be back oh, no, yeah. for the last one. Oh, especially one. after that uh that post credit scene. Yeah. So I, I suspect that he'll be back for the last one. Even though if he doesn't film shit with Mendezo, I think there's enough characters here now that you can kind of branch him off with Jason Statham. and
2: A little bit too many characters, I think.
0: Yeah, but Avengers had a lot of characters and it is what it is. No, but... no, but
2: yeah, but but you know, I was like, why he knows how to think? I feel like this is like it was just hard to focus sometimes with on this one because there's like so many freaking characters, so many subplots. Yeah, right? some of them were just like, and then, like why? Like I get it, like what Jordan? They have Mia come back because that's her brother. But it's, like you know, like why is Paul Walker letting his wife do these crazy shit?
0: Do and that
3: stuff,
2: right? But, like,
0: <laughs> and it's, it's like, come on, it's like. It's like <laughs> The first thing, yeah. it's funny, the first thing that I thought of, I'm like, when you get that opening scene when Vince, when Dom is like, all right, I'm just going to go off with Letty. Yo, where did he leave his kid? Like, they never I everybody... think that, <laughs> And I think it was a under, they kind of underplayed. I, with, I think I he did Brian. mention that he's with Brian. Yeah, they
1: said that he's with the safest oh, person I that he can be is Brian. Oh yeah, they said
2: they kinda, that. kind of came that alive. Yeah. Because
0: I'm like, in my head, I'm like, <laughs> all right, so we're just going to leave him at the farm, just chilling in that little, bunker. In that little bunker. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Oh, bunker
2: with Marco
0: um, I will say though, it talks about, you know, just ridiculous like actions that are done. But the re- most ridiculous moment in the film for me is the explanation of how you bring Hom back. There is oh nothing, my oh my God. There, there is nothing There's more than game. I hate in any movie that <sighs> when you bring someone back from the dead, like mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big fan. I hate the Independence Day sequel. But even in the trailer, when I saw that that doctor that you literally saw get choked out by the alien in part one gets brought back ridiculously <laughs> and then i see this movie and i hear this backstory I, at first i'm like okay i'm buying it for now and then mm. we get like it was all set up i'm like no 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 no, no. we literally saw jason Statham saw him in the car looking at him while he the fucking car is exploding <laughs> like that's not a hologram like what the fuck is going on here yeah so i i i thought that's like one of the worst <laughs> moments in like any film i've ever seen It is. and you gotta
1: bad. talk about we talked about ja Ru earlier we got a uh, cardi b and her whole crew, which I think Cardi. is their little sideway, because I I don't know if you guys remember they they mentioned a spinoff, like a female focused yeah, spinoff. Yeah, females. And I think Cardi B, that girl, I don't know what was her name, L, and obviously uh, you know Mia and Letty. I think that's I think they're planting the seeds for the spinoff of the,
0: the the, the female focus movie. And that's where I com- officially tap.
2: Davis on. Davis, Davis Jarrett, It's coming. Rapper.
0: I it's I, coming. I hate Cardi B with a passion. With a passion, okay. no, but the
2: funny stuff is that I actually, ex- actually expected her scene to be
0: crazier because I remember that Vim posted the
2: picture. She, you know, she had the whole armor, so I mm-hmm. thought she was gonna get on the action. I didn't think it was just gonna be like when she just, I mean, granted, she was talking about how I'm pretty sure, you know, that to, to have all that on, it had to be a lot of work for her. But the way she was talking about it, you know, like how she had to prepare for it, I'm like, okay, I thought she was gonna get on the action. Like, I, did you, I didn't
0: even understand half the shit she was saying, man. Me to be completely well, honest, it was with you. like, I
2: was. Cause I was like Dominican Slash and like, Get okay and stuff like that. I was, just, I laughed. I was just like, of course,
0: I was <laughs> <laughs> "Of course you did. Of course you did." Um. In terms of the future, I mean, do you think that this is? Do you think they'll renege on the part eleven and just finish up with part ten? No. You think no, they're going no, to go for eleven? Mm-hmm. There's nothing There's worse. The, f-
2: Tyrese. Tyrese, said they're going to shoot it back to back. Oh, like, uh, like...
1: Yeah, I saw an article yesterday. He said at uh, the beginning of the year, they're shooting it. Yeah, like They're
2: probably, probably going to shoot it back to back and they just split it like that. They probably don't want to invest too much time in and, and the act is, like career. They probably want to move on from it. Uh, except for Ben because he loves the yeah. franchises. He
0: got that nice. musical coming,
2: too. Literally, that's all, that's all he can do.
0: He's got Bloodshot Part 2
2: next. Or... I don't know how the fuck that movie got a sequel. Yes. When I lost one into it wasn't even good.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. But yeah, um, that wraps up the convo on F9. I mean, I think we kind of all agree. Like, oh, the I, Yankees. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get on the rankings now, but in terms of just oh, F9 okay. as a whole, like, I think we all are on the same boat. I personally went two and a half as well. And you you too, JC? 11? Uh, what'd you grade it? You went two and a half as well? No, um, I went three out of five on my page. You are a kind man. <laughs> you are very kind. Um, oh, well, I get my- in terms of, eight, it's almost right there. <laughs> in terms in terms of ridiculous, like in the entire franchise, what would oh, you the, the what most, would what would you say is the most ridiculous moment, like action wise, in the franchise? Oh, um,
2: I might have to go with the submarine in part eight. Okay. Or or um part seven when they're jumping all, all all the all the all the buildings. Okay. I'm like, come on, bro.
0: What? What about? What about you, Elliot? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry.
2: The parachute cars. Sorry, parachute oh yes, cars, that's are, up
0: there. That's up there. Parachute <laughs> cars. Uh, I I can't believe that's a real sentence that we just said. Um, <laughs> Elliot, <laughs> Elliot, what about you? Is it the Dom running over a bridge? Oh no, it's, it's space. Space They're oh. in space. How do they get in space? So how are they there? <laughs> I I
2: and, I. and keep in mind know, too,
1: that. they did that. They built that car in the movie. This they, was like a a day. they built that car for it to be space proof. Because they the car blew up. We saw it in the movie. The car literally blew up yeah. in the same movie and they were able to it seemed like this was something that would take absolutely no their billion dollar yeah, their billion dollar investments when you go to space, but yet they were able to do it in the same movie. So that is completely off the rails for me.
0: I just think that's <laughs> just what happens when you're a tight-knit family, you know? You just bypass yeah. the laws of physics and stuff. But no, I'm, that's my number one. <laughs> My no- and it's my number one because they're just in space for a good twenty five minutes. It's not like they're in and out. They just like float in there. Um, and, you, and you're
1: telling me you you have access to Mister Nobody. You couldn't just have someone like shoot a missile to space. You yeah, have to like, and shoot the satellite or take down the satellite some other way. You
0: have to go to space and drive into a satellite and then the other two that i, I wanted to mention comments. um the other thing the other two ridiculous moments i wanted to mention in the franchise were uh <laughs> the rock busting out of his cast just by flexing um <laughs> sure why not daddy's got to go to work <laughs> yeah. daddy's got to go to <laughs> work
2: yeah, yeah
0: and then um the other one is also the rock literally catching a missile with his bare hand or was it? Was it he guided a missile with his bare hand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that.
1: And
3: that, we can't forget it was, in
0: Hobbs and Shaw that he jumped. A blank. Remember
1: Hobbs and Shaw? He jumped like a hundred feet to land on uh, Braxton into a
0: car and didn't oh, die. Yeah. <laughs> yes, John Cena did the same thing in this one too. So yes, I, I forgot. Yeah, I was
2: that, I was laughing during that chase. I'm like, oh, oh my bro, you cannot oh, jump from car to, car to car like that, like. Trust that shit is not that easy. The way they make it seem like. These people were stealing DVDs and on what the hell did they get all this military training? Yeah,
0: it is, it is, it is wild. I would love <laughs> if the big twist in Fast Eleven is it's just race wars. Like the whole movie is just race wars. We go back to well, Square One. Vin Diesel
2: said he had Lisa said he had the, the final scene of the whole entire franchise already. He already knows exactly how what the final scene is going to be at. Hopefully, it's not another barbecue. But so
0: is hopefully, it, hopefully it's, it's
2: like a, a really is good. Is there year.
0: is there a chance they do time travel? I would not doubted yeah, at this point, that it because I thought that they
1: were going way. to actually introduce that in this film when they were doing that whole Back to the Future building that car thing. I thought they were kind of alluding to a little bit of time travel. <laughs> I would have doubt it at this point. I do and see they, I they do see they they the do crossover,
0: that. though. I do see the Jurassic Park crossover happening. Now, but if they do time
2: travel, I'm going four out of five just because of that because they actually had there to go that, that way. <laughs> Sure. Why hey, not?
1: explain why you bring Gal Gadot back, even though she's alive. You know she's gonna be with
0: Mister Nobody. Obviously. Honestly,
2: yeah. I wouldn't be su- I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if she comes back. Honestly, because we never yeah. saw a body. She's mm-hmm. the one
0: that you can believe even more because they just like killed her off and then never really yeah addressed it again. So, but I actually right. don't think she's she coming back. back leg. I will say I don't yeah. think she's coming back because if they're shooting at the beginning of the year, she is pregnant right now. So. Oh, that's true. yeah so well but we'll oh, see if they, they could
2: bring her back for a lesson
0: but yeah, if they there's sh- probably there's sh- be a long shoot yeah it could be um yeah. but yeah let's finish this off with our rankings uh it's 10 films i i'm gonna run through mine real quick and then we'll get to to you guys here um coming in at the last place i have fast and furious we kind of talked about it. it's kind of the most bland forgetful one of the franchise uh i don't enjoy watching and only watching it on a rewatch. Next up is The Fate of the Furious. I do not like this movie. It's pretty much a, a wash. I really don't know what to do here. Um, oh, oh, something about F9 I forgot to touch on, guys. What do you think of? I actually think Charlize is pretty badass in her like five minutes of film. Except I wasn't, I wasn't loving her, di- her digging start, her digging on Star Wars. Oh, the Yoda. I was so surprised yeah. at how
2: much Star Wars. Freaking thing we we got. Yeah, seriously. Uh,
0: but yeah, going back oh, to right. the rankings. Okay. Uh, next up at number eight, I have Too Fast Too Furious. I do like I mentioned, I do like it more than I used to. Uh, after that, I have Tokyo Drift. Uh, after that, oh. I do yeah. After that, I do have F9. They're, they're like from F9 down, they're just like whatever. Like, they're I'm more indifferent and I don't really love any of these. Uh, after that, I have Fast and the Furious six at my number five, and then rounding on my top. Uh, my top four I have Fast and, uh, Hobbs and Shaw My number four The Fast and the Furious As my number three Furious 7 As my number two And then Fast 5 As my number one
2: uh, JC what do you got? Uh, number 10 Is Fast and Furious um, Number 9 Is Too Fast Too Furious Number 8 Is The Fate of the Furious Oh we're um, right there Yeah it's We have the same Bottom three Just different orders um, Number 7 Is F9 Number 6 Is Tokyo Drift um, number five is and Shaw. Number four is um Fast and Furious Six. Three is the Fast and the Furious, and two is Furious Seven. And number one, Fast Five.
0: Nice. So what about you, Elliot? What do you got?
1: Uh, I got uh, Fast and Furious coming in at number ten. Two Fast Two Furious, number nine. Uh, Tokyo Drift, number eight. Uh, F Nine, number uh, seven. I uh, have The Fate of the Furious, number six. Uh, or number seven. Sorry. Then uh, the Fast and the Furious. And then my top four is uh, Hobbs and Shaw, Fast Seven, Fast Six, oh, and Fast wow. Five.
0: Nice. So you definitely hold that trilogy in high regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Five, Six, Seven is like the cream of the crop for me. I'm glad, I've, I am glad though that we all have Hobbs and Shaw really high up there. So I thought I would be the only one. So definitely glad no, we, we all have so team. much fun.
2: Number 10 or the same number one?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, good. Yeah, that is true.
2: We all agree with the worst is. We all agree with the yeah. best
0: is. For sure. All righty. So that wraps up everything for this week. Uh, I think we dived in. We got, we're in tight knit family now. And uh, that.
2: We're going to go to St. Louis. To Elliot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. I'm, burgers.
0: I'm bringing the Corona. Uh, Elliot got the burgers. And then J.C. J.C. will bring the buns. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so next month, I think, JC's gonna be very happy with what we're covering. Um so July, you, in July, finally the 30th anniversary of one one, if not the greatest action film of all time. We're gonna look it's at the
2: greatest. It.
0: Aliens has something to say, man. Aliens has something to say. Yeah. Um we're gonna look at the <laughs> one of the greatest action films of all time, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I uh, can't wait to talk that movie with you guys. Until then, Elliot, where can they follow you?
1: yeah, man, as always. It's a pleasure, guys. I uh, can't wait for next month. Uh, but yeah, guys, you can find me on YouTube at movie files talking uh, latest movies, TV shows and and sometimes having some live discussions about those shows and movies. Uh, Instagram at movie files and then on Twitter at movie files live
0: awesome. and j c um you can
2: find me um, on Merc with the movies my with the movies on 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 Instagram. I, you know just pretty much everything same as Elliot. um all types of movie news, um, indies, uh, foreign films, all, everything you can find on my page.
0: Awesome. And as always, you can follow me at real talking until then. See you at the movies, kids.